Listen to subscribe to The Table of Truth on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to The Table of Truth. As always, it's your man, Cam. With me, as always, is... Hotep Vegeta, a.k.a. the biggest hater you know. <laughs> as well, as well as... Yo, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy you embrace it. Now, nah, whatever, y'all. This is a uh, EA Sports owes me a hundred dollars, aka Dwayne. <laughs> we gotta save that for the video game pod. Well, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, true. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, yo, this is Josh, aka the Bearded Wonder, aka Bizarre Superman. <laughs> hey, you hey, to come hey. up with a Barry White voice, man. Damn, I know. Yeah. That's my AKA, regular voice, but. DJ Toss Grenades. Truth, truth, my fault. I can't forget the. <laughs> and uh, we're back. Tip of the truth. The uh, in the month, kind of just kind of sneaking in. We're trying to do this once a month, and we're we're, we're cutting it close this time. But we're Coming here in through we're the here. back door. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, yeah, fellas, uh, how, how's it going? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> rough out there, black so it's, it's been a rough, rough Whoa. weekend. <laughs> that we were uh, we were talking about, you know, what we're going to talk about today, and then uh, I was like, "Hey, you know, guys, we should talk about the shootings." And then like Cam was like, "Which one?" <laughs> oh damn! Hey, 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 and I wasn't even trying to be funny. I no, was he like, wasn't. No, he was dead like, serious. Which one? And wow. that's a sad state of affairs. Mm-hmm. If in this day and age, you ask me, did I hear about the shootings? And there's so <laughs> many that I I can't even pinpoint the the one we need to talk about so that's it's 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 there's dark humor in that but like it just sucks that it it comes it comes down to this and that's how i feel Mm -hmm. about it yeah Yeah. it's it's pretty crazy because i mean my um my my younger brothers the twins they're uh they they go to like baptist churches and stuff and so they've been I think of lately because of all the stuff that's been going on their their posts and their socials have been a little bit more blackity black black normal and so, like, normally, you know, they're happy, you know, they sing it and crap, and they'll put up, like, you know, anime shit and comics. But now it's just like, yo, white people, <laughs> yo, stop oppressing us, systematic racism. Like, I'm like, whoa, whoa, hey, guys, calm down a little bit. They're like, no, people need to know. I'm like, all right, cool. But what's happening now is they get questions and, uh, and a little bit of pushback from their church friends. And so they're just like, hey, why are you making everything about race? You know, oh, wait, are, are they church friends? Caucasian? Why, yes. Okay, yes, okay. Dwayne, they are. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I'm just curious. And, and such, they uh, are engaging with said Caucasian friends on Facebook, which result in you know, 30, 40 oh, comment posts. God. And I'm trying to tell them, I'm like, guys. Get off of Facebook. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't. You know, do you have the energy and do you have the time to engage? Because Facebook is not the place to try to change hearts and minds. Like, you know, <laughs> that. That one person that kind of hits you on the side, cool. But like trying to convince a bunch of dudes there, it's like, well, you know, I heard he had a knife on the on the on the floor of the car. So yeah, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, it, uh, it, it's what I told them is like I've what I've done is usually I'll uh, I'll add in like funny gifts, well t- well placed gifts to break the tension. Mm-hmm. But then then or I'll just drop in our podcast and be like, yeah, we've been talking about this for the last I don't know six years. There's 25 podcasts for it. You guys should learn. Man. <laughs> Like, you know, I just don't understand because I read the Black Lives Matter website and they just said that blah, 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 blah. I'm like, 
<laughs> I'm like a nigga's dead. <laughs> Word, you know, it's, I don't know, man. It's, it's just it's mind boggling. Like people reaching out asking questions, like, what do we do? What's going on? Like, do we live on two? I guess we live in two separate Americas, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So, well, the thing that the thing that bothers me the most is, like, with um with Colin Kaepernick, very blatantly stating, "This is why I am protesting." During the anthem, this is why I kneel. This is what needs to be changed. Like with Black Lives, same same deal with Black Lives Matter. It's like they're anti this, that, 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 and that, and they're like, no, we just want you to stop killing us. Really, that's that's really the bottom line. That's that's their whole bottom line. Pretty much, it is it is the New Millennium Civil Rights Movement. That's really what it boils down to, and it is mind boggling to me. How you can conflate that to mean that other lives somehow don't matter and that, you know, you need to come up with all lives matter. You need to come up with blue lives matter to, like, be the antithesis. I'm just like, fam, like, those, no one's arguing that that's already a thing. But do you not see how black lives mattering is not really a thing? Like, we're, like, our lives literally don't matter to any of you. Like, Mm -hmm. that, that's, that's really what we're trying to say. That's really yeah, what it boils down to. And if you can't see that that is the the long and short of everything that we're saying, like that that you can have an RNC where someone comes up to the podium and says, racism, racism does not exist in America. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't know Yo, what to like. Josh, I couldn't even like I I try to watch it. I, I try to be objective and see the other side, but like my <laughs> blood was boiling watching that. I literally had to watch it in segments. I had to turn it off. A few times when people were talking RNC, I believe you. Yeah, I watched a little bit. It was pretty bad. I mean, uh, I saw I saw someone post up that like black people are the only people in the world that got to they get blamed for being murdered. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, damn, I'm laughing, but it's so true. Like, yeah, you get killed. Like, yo, so what'd you do? <laughs> it's like, true. Oh, what? I'm like, man, seriously. But yeah, it, <clears throat> you know the. The recent stuff with the, you know, uh, Jacob Blake, which happened, which also, you know, he got shot in the back seven times, you know. Uh, I still have not watched that video. I stopped watching videos since Eric Garner. I, don't, I haven't watched the video in maybe three years. I just, I, can, I don't I have no interest in, in having PTSD and reliving someone else's trauma. I, I don't share it the video. Me I don't That's watch it. the only reason I watch it. It's like, I was like yeah. oh, what's this? Oh, my God. Yeah. Did they just shoot that guy? Like, that's kind yep. of how. Like well, yeah. so so Josh, in your settings, you can go in there and disable automatic play of videos. So when it does pop up, it doesn't play. It's already been done okay. a- immediately after that. <laughs> yeah, because I I refuse uh, again to reiterate the sentiments. Like I'm not trying to see too much of it. And at first, it was more like, oh, let me see what's going on so I can be aware. Now it's just like, yo, <laughs> I it, it was to the point it's like, too much. yeah. Yeah, during the, the, the peak of the protests, and I was just watching these cops just going ham on protesters, right? Mm-hmm. I literally took the headphones off, went to go meditate, because I was so depressed and sad, and it was too much for me to take in. Um, mm. I was My body was too receptive to that negative energy, and like I just had to take a break. And I took like two days from just not looking at any traumatic experience, not only just to my own people, but just to people in general, because the police was wilding out there. So just to mm-hmm. 
bring it back to what I was saying, it was just like, sometimes, man, you just need to take a break from all that energy that's being put out there. I understand we are in a position to uh, be the pillars of our own community and, and, and shed light and be aware and whatnot. But even the ones that's trying to be strong uh, are human. And we all need to step away from it just for a tad bit to re- reset and get that energy out and, and do whatever you got to do to bring yourself back. Because even myself, I was like, yo, this is too much for me right now. Uh, maybe I'm just a little older and I see things in a different perspective and different light. I had a different fire 20 years ago, but right now, I'm just like, man, it's, it's sad, but it's like baffling at the same time. Mm-hmm. I had no energy for the the RNC. Um, I was just kind of going off what people were telling me. Um, I have a whole different opinion about both parties. However, like that, th- what they are speaking does nothing for me. <laughs> like, yeah, and I think that's honestly what it was yeah. in general. Like, that's just the, politics. The, yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. Even like, on, yeah, watching Democrats, you know you're <clears throat> you're listening to bullshit. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? yeah, and I think mm. that, I think that in general, you know, we can have a whole politics thing like separately, but I think in general, like you know, it was you know catering to the people. There, you know, like I said, it's when it's it's almost the same when a when a musician drops an album. It's like you're catering specifically to your audience. You're not really trying to win new people over. You're just kind of like. I like I have people that rock with me. I'm gonna make something that's specifically for them, and that's kind of like what both both uh, conventions were about. And I think the in the the DNC one, you know, sat, you know, check the boxes of things off of it. The RNC one, check those boxes as well. Um, they were doing some wildness, and uh, you know, as well. And the one thing that RNC that was is just the random people that popped up, like Herschel Walker and Lou Holtz was there. Oh, like, so, so pause. Uh, <laughs> Herschel Walker is a few crowns short of a kingdom. <laughs> I've, 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 I did not. I did not know anything about him in his politics or like at all. Like I, Lou Holtz, I'm not really surprised. But like Herschel Walker, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. And, then, yeah. and either way, I didn't you know. I like I said, I don't know his politics, but it was just interesting that he popped up on there, and I was like, huh, that's interesting. Yo, Herschel Walker is one of them country strong bumpkins that will kill you by just somebody giving him the word. He, oh man, what? Herschel Walker of all people should not have an opinion on anything political. Like that man is, I to me, I look, he dumb as doornails. Like, <laughs> like something wrong with that man. Like, yeah, it was like he did look a little touch. He, he, he is he like, like <laughs> he, he had like straight up like a jar of Vaseline on his mouth. There, there is Terry Crews idiocy, and then there's Herschel Walker, which is a whole different. Spectrum, fact, but but what the the worst part though was the I think for the RNC um, was the fact that they kind of didn't really mention what was going on, like just the you know mm-hmm. protest, like they mentioned it in the in the realm of the criminal aspect of it, you know lawlessness, looting, and rioting, but they didn't actually talk about the actual issues that was going down. Nope. And so it you know the the picture of America that they were painting was like you know you know. Uh, the only person that can save uh, save you from Trump's America is Trump. <laughs> what I found hilarious, like really interesting. <laughs> what I found hilarious about the whole thing was they were criticizing the DNC for being doom and gloom, like just painting this doom and gloom uh, picture of America, and then all week long was just like America needs saving, America needs to be this, and America, you know, uh, America won't be this and won't be that, and Biden, like the. I get that you have to present an opposing point of view if you if you support a different party, but 
the whole the whole if Biden is elected, he's going to take your guns and your medic and 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 your medical insurance <laughs> and just like the the level of hyperbole that these cats engage in to the point of it, it, it's hyperbole when you know it's hyperbole, but when it's hyperbole and people believe what you're saying, yeah, there's something deeply deeply wrong and they're dudes in the midwest who are straight up on somebody ain't taking my gun like damn nobody's trying to nobody nobody wants your gun per se but we do want you to not use it like you know like my man who was walking around in kenosha just you know strolled past the cops on some yo high five here's here's a bottle of water you thirsty tough guy no yeah Yeah. and i I think that's have a great day and thanks for your support yeah, that's the part too where it's like, you know, even pulling the off of the politics part and bringing it back to just race in general, mm-hmm. like the fact that this cat was like, I'm going to go to this town and join the quote unquote militia to fight back the quote unquote uh, rioters slash protesters. Because he didn't this feel guy. safe two towns away. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> My like, guy, you don't live there. You don't live anywhere protecting. near where the hot zone is. How do you, I mean, like, it's not coming yo, to your house. Go, you gotta go protect those uh, TGI Fridays, man. What are you talking about? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but protect, that's the thing. Gotta crazy. But I think the, the the worst part though, and my um my foreign friends, they've been hitting me up lately, and like this is from like folks from London, Switzerland, um, freaking uh, Scotland, and they're just like, "Yo, what the fuck is going on in America? Y'all got fires, hurricanes, racist president, protests, looting, rioting." I'm like, "Yo, man, I'm in the suburbs. I'm good." But like, I've been actively avoiding <laughs> my 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 international friends because I don't want to have to explain all of it. <laughs> it's just like, yo, no. I'm sorry I haven't been around and in, in answering WhatsApp calls lately. But you know, um, <laughs> yeah, I know at some yeah, point dude. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to be the voice of like, okay, so this is why this is happening. So I can and then sit back and basically basically listen to three hours of yo Americans are insane. Why do you still live there? Like, I'm worried about you. Could you please just, like, I'll put you up in my room. Like, you have a couch. Just please leave America and come here and be safe. <laughs> yeah. It, it's crazy, too, because it's not even about Trump, either. It's on, uh, beyond it. It's yeah, no. Police shootings. It's the, He's the, the tip of the spear, though. The, cli- the, climate, the climate stuff that's going down. You mm-hmm. know, like, you know, the job situation, COVID shit. They're just like, yo, like, what is going Like, you guys, like, y'all need help? <laughs> <laughs> and like the answer is yes. You in care packages to come and be like, hey, you know, this is Cam. He lives in the suburbs. He's really d- down and dilapidated. <laughs> <laughs> for only fifteen cents a day, you can help him out. <laughs> for, the, for less than the price of a cup of coffee, you can help Cameron more. <laughs> you know, you know what bugs me is that when we have all these tragedies and the picture that is being painted for one person to the next, like when you have like a Tamir Rice or. Eric Garner, we always find the negativity into justifying the the murder. But when they look at like these terrorists, and it was like, oh, such and such was an aspir- uh, aspiring cop, and he got killed. No, fool, he was a terrorist that terrorized people and was murdering people. Call it, let's call it a spade a spade. That kind of gets under my skin a lot when I see mm-hmm. the the. the contrast and narratives like i think vice put something up and i was like you guys are full of it dude like trying yeah, to vice i think new york posted the same. yeah like what's the what's the agenda here like 
let's let's call these people what they are: murderers, terrorists, not victims. Uh, I believe, believe the term is vigilante. <laughs> so they're Batman, like <laughs> Charles Bronson, yo. Yeah, yo, that is crazy. But I think that's the thing where it's like, um, and taking it back to my brothers, they were talking. about my brother was, he had posted something about that, like, yo, man, they freaking shot a dude in front of his kids seven times in the back, and then the first person was like, well, you know, he was a rapist and he's also a criminal and he's also da 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 da. And like, my brother was like, I just said a dude just got shot in the back in front of his kids. All the other stuff, yo, that could one hundred percent be true, but we're talking about this particular moment right now, like. Did you say that because of those those indiscretions, he should be shot like that? Versus like, no, but I think you guys are trying to paint him as a hero. He's like, I didn't say a hero. I just said the dude got shot in front of his kids. Like, that's kind of bad, man. Like, well, what, wrinkles me, empathy, what wrinkles you know? me the most is, let's assume, let's yeah. assume the worst. He is all of those things. Times, two, times 10. He's committed 10 rapes. He's committed 10 murders. He's done everything that you think he's done. Does he still not deserve Due process. Is he not supposed to be brought in by whatever means are necessary? Not it's not a, a a capture kill order. This is not an assassination mission. You go get the dude so that he can face trial. If he's if he's all the things that you say he is, you don't you don't put seven in his back because he was reach he was in his car and you don't know what he went in for. To me, that's that's beyond a false equivalency. Like you can't just say because let's say he was a rapist, a murderer, you know, a thief, all of those things. And he's committed 10 of each just random. So he's got a rap sheet a mile long, committed 30 crimes, two of which are violent bet. He's reaching into his car. You still shoot him in the back seven times. Come on, man. Due process. Yeah, the- do, and I, I am, I am comfortable saying blatantly that white people get a very different type of justice. My man, Dylan. Ruth, oh, yeah. Went into a church, had the worship service with the worshipers, and then unloaded on on the entire congregation. Can you yo? Can you just imagine that's your last moment? Like you literally no. see this this dude coming to a church. You welcome him. You're gonna welcome him in. Somebody probably say, "Hey, welcome to the church." Blah blah you, blah. Thank you. Thank you. And his intention is, yo, I'm just gonna murder everybody in here. You worship yeah, with this he cat. Actually, welcome and he sat down for welcome him into the fold. And then he unloads his AR-15 on you. Yeah, on, he man. sat with him for about two to three hours. I had this conversation with my dad because uh, I was when this happened. That's the definition you know, of evil, y'all. No, and that's what. So me and my dad were having this conversation about that, and I was just like, "Yo, this dude literally sat with these with these people in church for three hours, sang songs, prayed, chilled out, laughed, cried, whatever. He kills them all, goes home, chills. Police come." Now, the whole Burger King thing and shit, whatever, I actually don't care about that part. The part I care about, I I don't, I actually don't because I'm like, the fact that this dude was taken in in custody safely, transported to the police, and they talked about it. And it was comedy because what my dad was talking about, because I was telling him, the reason why we're having this conversation is because they were talking to the families of the people. And then one of the people from the families was like, you know what, you know. You know, God doesn't like anger, and we should, you know, give him grace. And you know, we, 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 and that's this is this was my thing with my dad. And so he was talking about, you know, we we invite him to church with us and blah blah blah. And I told my dad, I was like, "Fuck that, dude could burn in hell." And my dad was like, "Well, you know, you shouldn't be saying that because of that." I was like, "No, no, no." I was like, "This is the part where I fundamentally disagree with a lot of uh, Christian teachings, specifically when it comes to black people, because 
black people are always supposed to give grace to the oppressor when they do something bad to us. Which is we're never allowed. Yeah, we're never allowed to be mad or be angry or all that. So here is a dude that literally went to the church that people worship at, killed them all with a smile on his face and chilling. And we still were like, hey, you know what? You should come to church with us. You know, we forgive you. Da, 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 da. I was like, I think we kind of deserve or should or would be in a nice right to actually be angry for once that someone did something this heinous and this ridiculous. I was like, this shit has been happening to us on, on different scales for so long. Mm-hmm. But y'all are like, that's cool, man. Thanks for uh, shooting me. My bad. Look, let me give you a hug. It's okay, white person. You know, I know you didn't mean to do it. But it's like, we've been being the bigger person for so long mm-hmm. that the fact that we have just a little bit of riot, a little bit of looting. I'm like, like I think one of the other ladies, she was saying, she's like, y'all, y'all lucky that we want justice and equality and not, and fucking not revenge. Retribution. Real you know, in the great, in the, the words of the great Samuel L. Jackson, and I quote, the path of the righteous man is beset on all sides <laughs> by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who, in the name of charity and goodwill, shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness, for he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those (laughs) who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee, quote unquote. That's how I feel. Applause. (laughs) Pretty much, man. And then... I think the going back to my brothers, the the interesting part and is the the goalposts always move. It's kind of like, oh hey, black person got killed. Well, he should have complied. Oh hey, black person complied, but he was wearing a hoodie. Oh hey, black person complied was wearing a hoodie, but he had skittles. Oh black person complied, but he was wearing a hoodie with skittles and it had a snapple. Oh black person was you know was a child with a play gun. Oh he you know he looked menacing you know and so oh black person was in his underwear eating ice cream in his own apartment and he got killed well he should not have been eating underwear uh, ice cream in his in underwear his drawers, he his own apartment. yo he should he should have locked his door hey, hey <laughs> so the, the lady that uh walked into the wrong apartment and shot dude eating ice cream and I guess they forgave her mm-hmm. his mom did yeah the family I, I, his they, sister, were Haitian, right? they, they, they were Haitian, right yes they were uh, they were I believe yes. they were. I seriously thought they were giving her the kiss of death with the hug. I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's not a hug. That's that they they, they brutal. Yeah, <laughs> they put that also, juju on her, bro. Well, and then to to the story doesn't end because she's filed for a, appeal, mm-hmm. and so she just recently filed. For, I think it was last month or yeah, earlier like early last month or late the month before. But yeah, it's, they uh they filed for appeal to um to commute her sentence. So she had just uh sent to serve um, and uh, her sentence has been served. Her sister was like, fuck that. <laughs> He's like, bitch, we hugged you and had told you, you know, blah, 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 blah. Because we we're saying, hey, you got your just desserts. Now you're trying to appeal to get your ass out of jail. Like, but, <laughs> but again, this is how it always goes down where it's like it always feels like black people give grace and tries to be the bigger person. And that's why I kind of give props to Cat uh, Williams is a little video that he had earlier, like uh, last or this month. I thought that was dope. And he was just being like, yo, we are always the better person. We invite you guys to be the better person too, but that's usually out of your guys' realm of possibility. And so um, taking it back to my brother stuff, like that was one of the th- point, I, I was putting in a bunch of gifts, but then I finally like commented and I was like, yeah, it's really interesting because you guys like literally move the goalposts whenever anything happens with a black person. Like if they get killed, <laughs> it's somehow their fault. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Somehow, 
somehow. Like you should not have been holding those Skittles so too so tight. Should not have been having that cigarette. Should not have been breathing. Should not have been not breathing. Should not have been kneeling. Should not have been standing. Like I'm not really sure what else. You keep changing the rules on this. Like I'm not sure what we could do. Yeah, seriously, man. I'll be like, <clears throat> y'all be wilding, man. I'm tired of being a bigger person, but in different aspects of my life. But I was explaining this to a few people. I was like, we have to be perfect. We cannot be less than perfect, or mm-hmm. there are consequences. This, I mean, we can go back as recently as the uh, was it Christian Cooper, the bird watcher. If he yeah. had gave any indication of being the aggressive in that video or not had any video, we'd probably be telling a different story. He'd probably be behind bars. He'd probably be shot for mm-hmm. uh, telling. And he, he forgave the lady. He didn't want to press charges. Yeah. Again, we, sh- we are showing grace. Um, and sometimes that frustrates me uh, being human that we keep having to turn the other cheek and they and we don't we are we're not allowed to grieve we're not allowed to seek uh justice we're not allowed to do this and to get some type of retribution in certain aspects but others are they get off scot free or you know like they don't get the full brunt of the repercussions that follow such sad crimes or or things that've been done in such nature because when it's done to us there is no leniency nope. but having it the other way it's always like, oh, well, you know, there's certain circumstances that... It's extenuating circumstances. Yeah, like, sure. it's wild to me, man. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm tired of it, you know. Um, and, and you know, when Mike, Malcolm said, when they asked him about the Kennedy murder, he was like, well, the chickens come home to roost. Like, sometimes I don't be feeling any sympathy. Like, there was somebody that got shot in Portland. He was a known, like, agitator. You know, for the the, the oppressor, and mm-hmm. and he was against black women. But when he got shot, it was a black woman trying to save his life. Now I don't know the details. You guys can Google it. But a guy lost his life in Portland in, during some protests. But it was ironic that it was a black woman trying to save him. I just mm-hmm. found that very interesting. You know, um, but yeah, here yeah. we are. <laughs> yeah, and then so with that, you saw the um, especially with uh, Jacob Blake, you saw the protesters breaking out. And then this happened when the the protest started to roll into the NBA, and then that was when the, the Milwaukee Bucks were just like, "Yo, we're not playing today. We're taking a day off." And then it kind of spread to the whole where every, all the games that day got uh, canceled, and then that also spread to the other. You know, MLB did it. Um, Naomi Osaka, it was in tennis. She mm-hmm. she t- you know she did it as well. And it was interesting that the again the typical ba- backlash is always just like you know, hey. You guys are getting paid millions of dollars. Y'all need to shut the fuck up and just play. And so it was interesting to see that where, you know, that day of kind of solidarity, they did. NBA was a little bit different than the other ones where they actually, the NBA players, the players union actually did meet with NBA and kind of broke down, hey, this is what, you know, you guys want us to play for the rest of the playoffs? Cool. These are the things that we would want to do. And, you know, part of those things was, uh, you know, using the arenas to be polling stations for this upcoming election. Um, and a few other things. But I thought that was actually pretty good because it kind of showed that instead of just you know uh, doing why, the typical, why, why is it why why is it, why don't we get a day off? How's that not <laughs> a rule yet for election? <laughs> for what election? I can tell you. Like you, you want the you want you want the you want the official answer? Or you want the real answer? Let's let's go with the official answer. The official answer is mm-hmm. to take a, a day off in the United States it would shut down too much businesses and lose loss of money and revenue. And the real answer, <laughs> the real answer, pre-COVID, I'd have been like, yeah, maybe, okay, but sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the real answer basically comes to if if all the poor people uh, actually will vote, then we'll have some problems, man. There we go. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah. I mean, and and, and it was what the funny part about voting is the presidentship. Not even talking about that. This is completely separate of that. I'm just talking about and just in terms of voting in general mm. and the reason why um, people get uh, there is a thing where. Again, we live in I you know I live in California now. Like my vote, especially when it comes to like electoral shit, that's a whole stupid thing. But in terms of voting, is specifically the the biggest trick that America's done really well is that they've really um, poor people don't realize that they're poor, so they they really believe that they're like two steps away from being a Jeff Bezos, but not realizing they're like half a step away from being homeless at the, on in Tent Row and Skid Row. And so if people that all were in the same <clears throat> class and economic um, situation bounded together and actually moved as a unit, they could overthrow all the rich people because there's not that many rich people. I think that's the part that people don't really understand. So in your local elections and all that kind of shit, if everybody actually voted, then shit would be a lot different. But because, you know, people that vote, and this is sad, but the majority of age of vote is in that 40s, uh, late 40s, to almost early 50s realm on average. So then, of course, they're going to vote with their interests, which usually, you know, is not necessarily for the quote unquote working class or whatever. It's like in that nice middle class to upper middle class realm. So, again, when other countries, yeah, they're voting. They're like, yeah, the, you know, they, the, the voting is a national holiday. We should all mm-hmm. have a national holiday. Here, they're like, I don't know, man. I can give you 30 minutes to vote. You better get back before your, your shift starts. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe different companies do it a different way. But on my company uh, that I work for currently does allow you to leave work and just call it a day mm-hmm. and go vote so yeah it, it, a lot of companies ha- and i think the the better the forward thinking companies are like that where they you know they're open about that like yo dog whatever it takes you'll go to, but then now look at all the people that are in the more of the retail yeah job. So, i mean it should be it should be a national yeah, yeah. like it should be in that for them because that's the thing they're yeah. the um like for say for instance for cam's company that's freaking dope because they're proactive about that they're like yo voting is important we want you to make sure you guys all have that but then for a lot of the other ones, other people that are in those other, like, more, um, like I said, retail service industry jobs, they're like, oh, you want to take a day off to vote? <clears throat> cool. You could do that. We ain't paying you. <laughs> mm-hmm. they're, and they're completely cool about that. They're just like, yo, you can vote. We're not saying you shouldn't vote, but we're just saying we're, you ain't getting paid for that hour or those two hours. And so a lot of people look at that. Or, or um, a good example is, like, in Georgia, where my, my dad's par- uh, family's from, they, when they were voting for this past election last year, they were waiting in line literally for four hours. And they're in their sixties, just sitting there and freaking in in the in November trying to vote, and it take four hours to that because all the polling places had gotten closed. So it's like the people that are usually empowered, they it, it actually makes for them it's easy it's easier to limit the restriction of how to vote so that uh, people more people usually just give up, and so that's kind of the reason why all the older black people get all upset when people talk about oh I don't vote and it's like what we die for this and blah 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 blah. Like the reason being is because like. For them, voting back then was such a big deal that we're so callous about it. We're just kind of like, meh, eh, we don't care about voting, you know. And in, in, in this is even not counting the, the president stuff. I'm talking about just local stuff. And right. so um, that's why they get upset. And I, that's why I understand. Like, I understand both why. It's like, why would you vote and why wouldn't? But I think sometimes it's like there's a there needs to be more of a commonality where we're just like, yo, the whole country, like, yo, this voting, the day to vote, fucking national holiday. Yo, everyone get out there, and then I think that would actually change a lot more in a faster way. But instead, you got a lot of old white people that vote, and they're just like, mm, "F them niggas." Well, also <laughs> the the any anytime there's a high voter turnout, statistically speaking, it always favors Democrats. Always, um, early voting, uh, 
voting by mail, absentee ballots, when those are in, in high numbers, those always favor Republicans. So in essence, any any argument that you hear against ma- not making uh, Election Day a national holiday with everybody off typically is something that's opposed by Republicans. You will never hear a Democrat say, no, 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 I don't think they should have. I don't think people should have the, the day off to vote. They know they know what the deal is. Anytime that there's high voter turnout, anytime in the last. I think what I read was either 10 or 20 years. Anytime. You can you can pick a year, blindfold yourself and point and pick a year. It always favors Democrats. Anytime there's a high voter turnout. I think it, it should become a topic where these companies, like how they're making people wear masks. So like Walmart should be like, hey, guess what? Election day, we're closing our store. And I think that would start kind of steamrolling it. You see how they just made June 19th. A lot of companies were kind of observing it. Like mm. I feel like that's something that should happen as well with these with the with the election day. Just if you I mean if you believe in politics, if you don't, that's a different story. But just to have that, you know what I mean? Like that moment or that chance to go kind of cast your vote will make a whole world of difference if you ask me. Well, it's about empowerment, and we can't have that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it, it's, you know, the, I, try, I keep it more on the local level as opposed to the, the presidential stuff because that's just a whole other thing. But yeah, I think on that aspect of that it, too. I think, that's so true. Yeah, yeah, because the president, the the presidential part of it, literally, the electoral college is the reason why things are as pretty fucked up as it is mm-hmm. in terms of about hearing the people vote, quote unquote. Now, whether you like like each person doesn't really matter to me, but the electoral college really is fucking horrible, and the whole history behind that is stupid. But on a local level, yeah, like you know, that's. The thing about what was interesting now is because of the COVID and all that kind of stuff, people are actually home and they actually could like sit and stew and think about half this shit. And they're like, yeah, how come we're like the most powerful country in the world, but then we can't fucking handle ourselves in terms of the COVID shit? Wait, are we the most powerful country in the world? Sadly, we still are in terms of nuclear power and um, uh, monetarily. China's about, yeah, China, China's about to eclipse us on the money tip. Military and nuclear power, yeah, we're still number one. But for everything else, we're like 17th. Yeah, China and, Saudi, China, China and Saudi Arabia own so much of our debt that it's ridiculous. Yeah, China and Saudi Arabia. Yeah, like they yeah. own like, so, our our economy, technically speaking. Uh, so we, 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 still, we still got all the toys in terms of military shit, but everything else. Yo, China's been buying up so much shit. Again, we can go into the economics of it, but like the that's why I think um, the uh, American exceptionalism, that aspect of it has been eroded, and this past six months has been great. To, not, I don't want to say great, but uh, interesting to see that now your common person is starting to be like, hey, I, wait, I guess we aren't really that great. We can't even handle these basic shit. And I think we've been knowing this as minorities and black people. We're like, yeah, this country's fucked up. But then the average person is like, I mean, it's not that bad. And then now they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, oh, shit. The, the, the comparison is like, would you rather be here or over there? I'm like, I'm like, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, um, these days, <laughs> let me tell you something. My, my, my mom was in Trinidad when everything popped off Mart, like the Mart, that, that week that the NBA shut down and the following week that, um, that New York got locked down and then the rest of the country kind of a, a large chunk of the country followed suit. I cannot tell you how many people were like, why doesn't she just stay there? <laughs> For real? Like 
every everyone that I talk to, oh, my mom's out of town. She's just taking care of some stuff uh, with the, the family house out in Trinidad. Like, yo, so she's staying, right? <laughs> Seriously. Dude, yeah. I'm working on my dual citizenship, so yeah. As soon as I get a chance to leave this country, I am, man. You need a chef? Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and a security guard? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's kind of crazy, man. Because, I mean, again, you know, it, what's I was trying to explain this to another one of my uh, my white friends. I was like, "Look, you know, out of everything that's going on, it's still better to be a black man, or I should say, person in in America at this exact moment than literally any other times the previous you know five hundred years." And we're still in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's the craziest part. Like right now is the best time to be a black person, and we still have all these things that we still got to go through and do all that stuff. And so. That is the most interesting aspect of it, too. And then the fact that, again, you know, going back to the whole uh, justice and revenge or whatever, it's just like we we all these things happen to us and we still persevere and start to become greatness and, you know, you know, create things and, you know, uh, overcome obstacles and all that crap. So that's crazy. Imagine if we had the, the a smidgen of the white privilege that those people have. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking build it. We'll, we'll we'll build our own uh, nation. Oh yeah. Uh, hold on. So we were talking about starting our own thing, right? And y'all remember when Kyrie was like, mm-hmm. "Let's let's mm-hmm. let's get our own mm-hmm. NBA, NBA, yeah." And mm-hmm. and and I, I I said I'm with it. And then I'm in m- multiple chats. I'm hearing a lot of backlash because you know Kyrie's he's a he's a he's a special case. He's a eclectic young man um and they really thought he was the riddler trying to plot against gotham by saying let's start our own league and the whole reason behind that is because we understand what the language america speaks and that's money and if they're not trying to hear us on these social issues the game is meaningless because at the time of what's been going on but there was an intense uh attention on black people getting killed by cops and People was like, I don't want to play. Like, the NBA is not doing enough. A lot of people was like, what is the NBA going to do? We understand they're not going to change legislation, but they have a lot of money and a lot of sway. And like I said, if you stop their money, somebody's going to listen. Because that's the way the world works right now. And Kyrie was like, let's just take our our skill set and start our own stuff. And we don't have to play by the rules. Because like I said, at the end of the day, y'all not paying money to go see Kyle Korver and Gordon Hayward. Uh, play 40 minutes a game. Y'all trying to see Kyrie, LeBron, and all the, basically black people. Black people run the league. If all the black people said, we done, and every major sport wanted to start their own thing, and a lot of ego for this to happen, there's a lot of things needs to happen, put the right people in place, blah, blah, blah. Things will probably change because the leagues will fold. I mean, a majority of the sports leagues will run by us. We have the power. And to sit here and see that one day Recently, the NBA had a protest. I'm segueing here, and I was with it. Like I initially, I didn't want the players to play the season. Just shut it down. Let's focus on real life matters, uh, because we we done the like people was like, oh, it, it makes you, it makes more sense to play because you can bring awareness. I was like, we've been doing that. We had the hoodies. We had to sneak the the message on the shoes. We had to me, those don't mean anything. But go ahead. No, yeah, they don't mean anything. Yeah, I yeah. get it. Yeah, and I was like, we already done that. Mm-hmm. So what now can we do? Let's just not play. Let's worry about the real, like, like let's have us focus on the real issues. I said, let's keep it 100%. Y'all really don't care about your issues. Y'all just want to 
find an escape and just watch basketball. Y'all mm-hmm. not really trying to talk, have these difficult conversations. And I get it. If you want to watch basketball, just say that. But don't front and say, well, it's going to be better if you go through the NBA. No, it's not. Because what just happened? Dude, another guy got shot and we still playing games. You know what I'm saying? And we not talking about the protests as much. All of that kind of died down. I like as a black man, we don't have time to stop making moves, stop being aware. You guys can, but we can't because at the end of the day, we're still a black person living in America. And we still have to face these facts of dealing with this, this oppressive system, dealing with the hypocrisy of America and et cetera, et cetera. So when they said, hey, let's stop the games, I was like, yo. I'm with it. Let's do it. Plus, it felt different because my I, I'm a Laker fan, so we are in a good position to win it, but I didn't even care at that point. I was like, they been should have done that. But whatever that was, the boycott, strike, protest, it, it was funny to me. I mean, it was cool. I thought they, they were going to make some moves, but I guess something happened. I'm kind of mad about it. I'm not going to comment too much on that. Um, I thought real moves were going to be made, but I don't think real moves were going to be made. It's just more of like, okay, the money stopped. Let's make some amends to the people. Let's throw them a, a bone. We're going to put our money in this and this and this. And you still got people coming up with that same rhetoric. It was like, but what good would not playing do? I'm like, the power's in the, our, our hands. Like, if we don't play, y'all get to pay attention to something else. We don't need sports. We're not here for your entertainment. We're here to survive. If just because I make a, a billion bucks doesn't mean I still can't go through the rigors of somebody that's not as popular as me, you still get shot the same. Bullets don't discriminate. So yeah. in a perfect world, just out of just playing devil's advocate. Yeah. Um the players, so the players start playing. You you were opposed to that. They stopped playing <clears throat> for a couple of days to 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 protest. What would you have liked to have seen come out of that? I want people to realize that, like, we don't need basketball. There's no actionable, issues. actionable. I, I get the, the the larger picture. Oh, actionable. Uh, we're we're like all I said, in agreement. Yeah, the, but actionable. Whatever Action the NBA step. can do financially to put their money in programs to advocate uh, either police reform or protecting communities or educating black, you know, it's just I don't know. I don't have all the answers, but I understand. No, no, no. I, I'm, this I'm just I, curious. This, yeah, this is what I do know. Mm. Us playing basketball is not going to solve anything either. And that's just a distraction because what people are not aware of, what I I find in common conversations is like, I just wasn't knowing. I'm like, how are you not knowing in today's age? Mm. Like the NBA is not the the place for you to become aware because you see a a sneaker that was some uh, name that got shot or, you know, I can't breathe. If that's not making you aware, then we don't need to be playing. Like suffer in silence. Yeah, I think the other aspect of it too that the 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 strike that they did for that one day, um, I get it because it was two. Yeah, it was two. Yeah, it was two. Two days. I get it was forty eight hours. I'm scared. Um, (laughs) No, but the the one thing that I that I'm starting to, and I think this is something that we as black people can under have a better understanding of is most of these white people legit don't think about anything about our issues if they don't have to Mm -hmm. and so and so like because of that like the players actually striking for a day or for two days that is the first time they're like wait 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 yeah oh oh, wait who yeah 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 oh someone someone got shot yeah and it's funny because someone's like hey you know don't give them the benefit of the doubt i'm like no no i'm not gonna defend i'm like some people maliciously are like i don't give a fuck but then there's other people that legit just don't fucking care and don't don't they are not uh they don't 
on a daily basis sitting there thinking like, oh, I wonder what black person got shot today. Like they don't, they're not, they're, they're a whole life. They could go a whole day without even thinking about black people um, at once. And that's not a, an aberration, you know, where for us, we're always in, a, in a, um, a situation where race is probably in the forefront. And so there's a, there's a whole swath of America that like, they're like, oh yeah, those writers. Yeah. Why are they writing for it? That's messed up. Why are they bombing like buildings? Oh, anyways. So, and, and they just keep it moving. So, the players actually doing that probably did put shine a light on what was happening more than your average. And to Cam's credit, though, he's, like he said, what's those actionable problems, things that will help later? And the the NBA and the players union, they, they you know they came to some concessions. I think that could be interesting. I'm more to, I'm more to interested to see a check in in like a month and see if, if those things actually came, in, especially in the election situation. Like if the if the team arenas do turn into voting locations all around the country, that's a pretty big deal. It's a start. That, yeah, that's a very good. That's a great start because honestly, that I I would have never thought that would ever happen in my life. Mm-hmm. Just because you know who who's what owner is like, oh yeah yeah, you guys can use my arena, sure no problem. Like not get no money, not not no monetary gain for themselves, you know. Yeah, because if like uh, the running joke is if all black people stop working, how did me fall down? Yeah, you know. I mean, Same you just uh, like Josh asks is like, what's the strategy behind it? Like, what 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 are we doing? Like. I, I'm happy they did kind of stop playing and brought attention, but it's like, what's the end game here? You know yeah. what I mean? So us in this circle, we're not, this, we're not the brain trust. There are people smarter than us that can figure this out. Like, they're probably voices that are not heard. No, I mean, it could, it could, it could come from us. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And, and people yeah. could tweet it to LeBron James. You never know. Yeah, because what we do know is that messages on shirts, sweaters, and hoodies, and songs and dance in the NBA ain't working. No. So us playing, we've been playing through all this hardship. It's not working. So let's try a different approach. You have to remember it is a business though. No, I, I I get it. You're you're making a check, you're making money. You yeah. signed the contract. So if if they did what Kyrie did, you have your own business, you have your own people in charge, it's a different story. So but, but when Kyrie said it, people thought he was crazy. And I'm like, why is mm-hmm. that crazy? Yeah. Because he said the earth was flat. So anything he says, people... <laughs> yeah, so, yeah but, but I'm saying, when he, when, he, when, he, yeah, but when he said that, and you really think about it, it was like, why not? Like, yeah. why can't we do it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like saying, nah, you're right. be your own businessman, right? Be your yeah. own black businessman. Take ownership. Blah, 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 right? Be mm-hmm. Jay-Z. And Kyrie came with a similar approach. Obviously, there, there has to be some details ironed out. But like I said, people laughed him off like he was... Just out of the out of this realm, crazy. I'm like, no, why? What, why not? How can we can't? We just saw it. The big three. I, Ice think, Cube, I, I think. Yeah, and I think the reason being is, unfortunately, in our community, we're um uh a large. I'm not gonna say everyone, but a large swath of us are monkey see, monkey do, and that being. And so when someone says a grandiose idea, like, yo, we should just start our own league. People are like, ha ha ha, how are you gonna do that? Da, 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 blah 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 blah. And like you said, Ice Cube was like, they went. Were they in the third season right now? Yeah. And, each, and, each, and, yeah, and each season they're getting more players they're getting more um uh deals and I think like they got a CBS contract now yeah like it's but but it's it's starting to grow and it's and i think that's dope but unfortunately you know they'll the 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 default is to is to shoot the you know shoot them or you know poke holes and be a detractor as opposed to lift them up and being like yo really hey. all right that's freaking dope so I mean, we're, not, we're we are not a race of uh I, I hate to say that we're not a race of doers but I think the average person doesn't always see possibility. 
and I fall I I I, I fall prey to that as much as the next person. Let you me let me piggyback like, off that, Josh. Too. Go. Uh, so I felt the same way about Bernie. That people looked at Bernie and was like, he's too radical, too left field. He'll never win. Even though they mm. might have, in their heart of hearts, felt that he should be the candidate. They went with who they felt would win based on the situation given Dude, and the system. That, that, that shit feel rigged to me, but go, go ahead, yo. Yeah, I, I just felt like some people went there and was like, yeah, Bern, Bern, I like what Bernie's saying, but there ain't no way in hell he going to get elected with these type of views mm-hmm. because of what we're <laughs> used to. Because we don't believe. Maybe yeah. if we did put our vote behind Bernie or somebody of a better quality candidate, we wouldn't be in this position. But that's just a segue with about Kyrie. People thought he was crazy. Yeah. I don't think it could happen. And they just don't believe. And they didn't want to try it. So, Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah no, I, I agree. And the, the thing about someone that was telling me, they're like, yo, it's really crazy that a radical idea is to have $15 minimum wage. <laughs> And that's not <laughs> like, nearly he was enough. Like, and he was like, but that's what he was saying. Like, he, my friend was like, and he was just like, yeah, it's really crazy because you're uh, like, someone was like, oh, you know, Bernie, all these like lefty socialist ideas. And then my friend was like, yeah, but like $15 minimum wage, making sure people got health care doesn't seem too crazy. Think about it. Like, well, it's like yeah, but and a couple of economic <laughs> points to sort of piggyback on that. Um, Number one, the cost of living has gone up dramatically since $15 an hour was actually a livable wage. Like, it's completely outpaced the, the original introduction of $15 an hour being a livable wage anywhere. Let's, let's not even mention New York, because New York's economy is kind of bananas. And, you know, a decent one-bedroom apartment is like three Gs on, on the real. Are you serious? Um, yeah, between two and, between two and three, yeah, like a New decent York, yeah. sized one that's not like some box. That's, that's like the, you 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 can fit your your sneakers in the doorway and then that's it. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's that's point number one. Point number two, I re- I don't remember when <clears throat> I don't remember what what year it was that I saw this report, but basically the poverty line, uh, at least for New York. I don't remember if it's national or just for New York, but I want to say it was just for New York. The poverty line is fourteen thousand dollars, fourteen and some change a year. Let's call it fourteen five, just to just to to, to give it an extra bump. So you mean to tell me that fourteen thousand dollars a year, fourteen thousand dollars a year is the poverty line, and anything below that, you're you're considered impoverished. Anything above that, you may not qualify for social services. You may not, I don't know, you, you, you may not qualify for food stamps and you're not considered poor, frankly. So, so consider that 14 grand, 14 grand a year is nowhere even near $15 an hour. If you're making 14 grand a year, I don't remember what the math breaks down to per week or, or per hour, but you're nowhere near that. That's crazy. Dude, yeah, no, it's but but in they the way that it's funny it goes the way the system set up is you know either you're poor poor or you're like working poor. If you're working poor, they're like, well, you got it. But if you're like poor poor, they're like, okay, here's some services, here's things. But don't don't do drugs. 
Don't 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 freaking uh don't steal nothing. Don't do nothing. Don't don't mess up. Oh, you got a job? Cool. Let's take all those benefits away. But, but I just I just got this job. Like, no, nah, it's cool. You got a job now. You don't you got you don't need money. And so it's such a crazy thing where it's like this, they, you know, and this, what's even crazier is when people talk about, like, say, welfare, welfare and those aspects of it, there's more white people on welfare than black people. Yet the way they show it and how they present it usually is the minorities are the ones that are, quote unquote, you know, sucking at the teeth of the government. Whereas it's like, there's, again, there's more white people than there are black folks. And there are more white people on welfare than there are black people. So check it. And so the math, the math on, on the quote I just gave you. Fourteen five a year is two hundred seventy eight dollars and eighty four cents a week. Dude, how Which, how much is a how much is a metro card right now? Metro card oh, is two seventy five yeah, one way. Jesus, what? Oof. Dude, that that Ooh, number that that, that, that two seventy eight eighty four rounds down to six dollars and ninety five cents an hour. So you have to be making below seven dollars an hour. To be considered below the poverty line. What what job is that? Oh, just jobs. And, I don't. I couldn't even begin to fathom what job pays six ninety five. I don't hour. even think that's an internship. <laughs> sure, that's that's something I could make in high school during the summertime. But like, exactly, there's, there's no way you can pay an adult that. And there are people who are working three jobs making this dough. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. I think there was a. Mm. I think it was. I think it was either. It was, it was one of the speakers at, at the RNC, and that's what they were saying. They were like talking about, you know, this woman is working three jobs to make ends meet, and blah blah blah. And then one commentator was like, "Well, there's a problem there. Why is she working three Why jobs? Working three jobs? Why is that a requisite? If, like, if we, it's like if we can't as a as a society say, hey, we should have this level so that everyone can work one job so that we can, they can pay for bills and that kind of stuff. Like that's the problem, not the part that you're like." You know she's struggling out here. It's like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> Jeez. And so, but but that's that mentality too, because you have that mix of you know you're pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, but then also at the same time, are you uh, accountable? Do you you know like it, there's just so many layers to it, and then the rhetoric makes it worse. And so it, it it's you demonize you know being poor, but then to get out of being poor, you don't get you you will won't get the help that you would need to get out of that. Doug, I just so, I cannot believe what I just found on online so i looked up the poverty line 2019 poverty line guidelines for the 48 contiguous states of the united states of america and the district of columbia take a guess what the poverty line is right now i don't i don't even want to this 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 entire episode is making me upset but go ahead <laughs> Twelve thousand for one person twelve thousand four hundred ninety dollars for two people that is... sixteen thousand nine hundred ten dollars for three people, $21,330. Now, when I looked it up, I was working at United Way at the time. So we were that that was part of our, you know, give to United Way. We help people who uh we we help people, you know, impoverished people, people in need, by whatever, whatever. And part of <clears throat> part of our part of our please give speech was quoting the poverty line saying, look, this is where people are, and you make more than that. You could give a couple of dollars. You give $20 and not even notice it missing. And that might make the difference between somebody making, you know, their, 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 their end of the section eight rent they have to pay or something, crazy, something bananas like yeah. that. So three people, let's assume single parent, two kids, that household, the pot, the, the, the poverty line for that household is $21,330 in 2019. Oof. My guy. What are we doing? Oof. What are we doing? Oof. 
crazy. Crazy. What are we what are we but, really doing? And and uh, unfortunately, with not understanding those knowledges and aspects of things, mm-hmm. that's how things stay in that same aspect of it. So it's you if you are in that situation, you're you know, you're trying to get out of it. But then if you're not in that situation, your average person doesn't know what the poverty line is. The average person doesn't know what what the medium, you know, income medium income line now is about. Like, and how do you get 60. out of that? Like like the things yeah. that you would need to do to climb out of that situation. It's not as simple as, oh, you know, people taking handouts and what have you. Let's assume this person, let's assume this person is on every social service available to them. It's not a given that because you have those tools available to you at that price point, at that, at that amount of money a year, there's no, there's no assumption that that person is going to be able to develop skills or go to some court, go take some course that's going to be able to, uh, to boost their resume so that they can get the next job, so they can pay for a course to, to pay for the, you know, to, to, to get the next job, to pay for this next course, to, the, to, to boost their resume, to get the next job. Like, there's no, there's no outlet. There's no, there's no way out of that. Or there's no easy way out of that, I should say. And I think that's the aspect that, you know, Cam was saying too about more of the actionable items. And so I think the coming back to it where it's like, you know, on one point you have, okay, cool. They're starting to, you know, there's some awareness there. Cool. Now with the awareness, what now what you going to do? And I think the, <laughs> right. I think that's the aspect of it that the, you know, by making the arenas available for voting, that helps. Mm-hmm. By, you know, they're putting together, they're starting to put together a, a um, like a, it's supposed to be like social justice kind of coalition with like players and owners and some other stuff. So like that's official part of the NBA. Like they're trying to do things like that. I'm like, that's actually pretty dope. At least they got some type of thing. Cause you know, we all know that each individual players do their own things or they, some of them combine it, whether it's LeBron, whether it's the mid, the middle guys, like they all kind of do their own things in their own communities. But you know, I think it does, it's going to be more of a collective thing. And I think the, the, I'm actually curious to see if any players have actually invested in ice cubes, uh, big three, or is it just more like, they're still kind of like, there's a f- couple investors, but there's not other players that are like, yo, this is dope. We should all like, you know, support this. Cause I remember I watched the finals for the big three and it was funny cause everybody was moving slower, but I was like, yo, this is actually not that bad. It's kind of entertaining. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they, I don't think they're allowed to invest while they're employees of the NBA. Yeah. Like can't. I'm sure there's some, some clause Legal. in the contract. Yeah. 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 Some sort well, of non-compete that, clause. So NFL, but you know, uh, you guys saw how the rock just, uh, bought the XFL. Yeah, with uh, investors, that's to me is an interesting move because I'm really curious to see what him and his investors, and you know, I think his business partner, um, his longtime business partner, she is a it's owner ex, as well. His ex-wife, yeah, it's ex, yeah. right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, so they're they're both owners in it. So I'm really curious to see what what changes that they're going to be doing that's going to be different. Like you, know, like again, why me as a football player? Of course, NFL is the pinnacle, but why would I go to the XFL? Like, is there something that's going to be beneficial to me that's different? that gives me a better chance of living and that kind of stuff, sustainable, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, well, I'm curious, you can't get curious into the NFL. XFL is the next, it's almost like the G league almost. Like you can still yeah. make a different yeah. way, decent wage. You can still, you know, make a decent living for yourself and, and, and eke out a, a, a career doing what you love and what you, what you're physically gifted to do. Just, you know, you're not making ridiculous, you know, non-guaranteed um, guaranteed contracts with with the uh, you know True. with ridiculous endorsements and what have you yeah man i'm i'm curious dude i'm I'm definitely i think taking more ownership of things like that is a, is a way to to start to mm-hmm. 
change change things on a, on a larger scale because I think you know a lot of the people now you know the like the Jordans and the Kobe's and all them like they're the ones they they're they kind of started laid that foundation of doing things beyond just basketball and I think now that's almost the norm now with how Chris Paul's been moving how LeBron's been moving terms of making their own production companies making their own businesses everybody's a brand. Yeah, but I mean, it's smart because they're all realizing that my basketball time is very limited. So let me make my dough, get my brand into a certain level. And then when I leave, then I have different avenues that I can give back and do my own thing. And I think that's actually pretty dope because now they're, they're not dependent on the NBA for their main livelihood. Because, you know, we all have those, you know, we've seen all the stories of all the former players that are broke now mm-hmm. and, you know, you know, can't do shit or whatever. And so I think this is something that could be uh, in a positive light where, like, you know, they can start to, you know, collectively do some dope stuff didn't That's they didn't they work in uh a, a pension plan for former players in the in the latest uh cba agreement i believe so and, i believe in, so. in the nba yeah oh, i'm not sure yeah yeah um, i remember reading yeah, something so. about that but yeah i think um but look at how many dudes have fallen to the wayside between now and then <sighs> yeah exactly so you know hey you know fellas this has been really depressing and awesome wanted to put that out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm over here writing a script of a movie right now, listening to what y'all talking about. I'm literally writing a movie right now. Is that an idea from what we were just speaking about? So, Okay, what you need to do is make sure there's a part where a bunch of music artists drop albums, but don't tell nobody. True. <laughs> True. Segway! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pro, it's pro right there. I'm saying that's five years in. That was, you go. That was, that was, 100, that was, 150 plus episodes. Exactly. That's how you do that. That's how you do that. That, yeah. was, that was hand over hand. That was a hand over hand steering turn. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, and and the more positive news, folks. Um, yeah, we had a few artists drop some albums lately. Um, Nas dropped the dropped one in uh, on the 21st, if I believed. Uh, the locks dropped one. Uh, Black Thought dropped a song. Um, who else dropped some music? Jasmine, uh, you said Emily King, Emily King, Sullivan. Sullivan. I haven't heard everything, Tony but Braxton what I dropped something. Yeah, Tony Braxton dropped something. We just had the Monica versus a full album. Tony Braxton, yeah. a full album. I, oh, I need to double check that, but I think it's, I, I it's believe so. Yeah, yeah, um, that's crazy. I put it on Twitter a little tongue in cheek. I was like, whoever helped write Black Thoughts verse, uh, they deserve a raise. But wow. Disrespect. Uh, no, no, I, I I was I'm on the side. Like I've been in writer's room. Um I too used to uh partake in the, the culture a little bit. Um, but as I was saying to some folks, I was like, if you ever been in the writer's room, there's always somebody throwing a line here or there. That's not necessarily saying that. Yeah, a person yeah. helped you write a bar. Now, there's definitely some times where a person has wrote somebody's whole uh, bar and lyric and whatnot, but Black Thought was having some controversy. That's a whole different story, but there was some controversy about Black Thought not writing his lyrics. That's kind of hard to believe, but what I can take from that is that maybe Black Thought got a line, ran with it, and then built off of it. That's fire game. That's No one's going to think uh, otherwise about yeah, it. Yeah, you didn't write but, anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but he came out with a song, and again, Black Thought has set a new standard for being just awesome and dope, and just being a dope lyricist in general. Um, that's something worth checking out. I listened to the Nas album. 
And I went in with low expectations because Nas always disappoints me with <laughs> However, he worked with Hit Boy. Hit Boy is either, I mean, Hit Boy is good. And when he's good, it's really good. However, this album um, isn't like classic Nas, but mm. it's really good. It's very enjoyable. I can listen to the whole album. Uh, AZ is still masterful behind, behind the pen and pad. Uh, we got a Foxy. That basically the firm minus nature, yeah. but with the original Cormega. Yeah, like it was a good album. That was actually surprising when I heard Cormega on. I was like, oh shit. And Anderson Park Storm is dope too. Anderson yeah. Park was dope. Yeah. I think the um I like I personally like when uh, a producer and a rapper collaborate to have some of some type of cohesion. Yeah. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I I like that trend that's been happening over the last four to five years mm-hmm. because I think then you have a then you it, 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 I noticed that it either works or it doesn't. Mm. And when yeah. it works, it's super dope. And if it doesn't, then you're like, hey, it didn't work. But I I least see, they've, see uh, that Con- Kanye and Nas album that did not. Work. Yeah, yeah, it, no, exactly. Or um, a good example is Freddie Gibbs and Madlib. That shit was dope. Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist. Cool. It wasn't bad, but it just didn't have. I didn't feel it had the same level of the Madlib one. But I like that trend that more artists are finally just being like, "Yo, let's work together." Whether the whether the producer makes every beat or if they're just executive producing and kind of overseeing it, I think that trend should. I hope that trend happens more because it helps. It leads leads to more artists having more cohesive work. Yeah, it feels old school when people used to work with the same artists. You would go in Mm -hmm. and like you write your album and like. Yeah, like you said, there's a cohesiveness where you're talking to somebody, you're building off, you're building chemistry, which doesn't yeah. happen anymore. Now people nope. are mailing you lyrics, mailing you the beats, which, real quick, I don't mean to cut you off, but I have a question for the room. Do we, do we live in an age now where you cannot make a classic album? Like, I don't know. When was the, what was the last classic album you heard? What's an album? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. What's, what's the last album that you could say is classic and I think the reason why you can't use that term anymore is because we live in such a microwave society mm-hmm. well yeah I nobody agree. really buys albums anymore like you you can literally go on your your streaming service of choice and pluck out what what songs you like off of a particular project and call it a day. Like nobody's nobody's sitting there buying your, your buying the, the the skit that you decided to throw in for your concept album. <laughs> well, like I I gotta give it like come back to albums five years. I'm the type of dude that I listened to an album from twenty years ago ten times in my car just because I feel like I haven't listened to it right. Um, but there was a few albums that dropped. Blue and Exile dropped a, a album called Miles. Uh, Sky Zoo dropped one. Uh, would you call them classic? Like the to me, the last classic album I probably heard was it might be Kendrick's Damn, and that was like twenty seventeen. No, I mm. mean I, I won't call these albums classic. I'm just gonna see how they last the test of time. How they and then age. I can revisit, yeah. How they age. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think now it's it's less about classics and last and and more about is it uh is it timeless or does it, is it last that, but, that and, yeah, and I think that that attributes you attributes to it being classic. Yeah. yeah, no. Uh, if you ask me what the last cl- classic album I listened to, like hell if I know. Um, I like the Pippa Butterfly. I don't know if I would consider it a classic. It's just one of my favorite Kendrick albums, just because the way it, the direction it went. Uh, man, that's that something. That, yeah, I don't know. I, I was living in the moment. You know, what I'm saying I was saying Kendrick was the greatest rapper alive, and I probably was bugging, but. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when he drops another album, you're gonna say it again. So, 
I mean, if it, if it hits, you know. I mean, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, I was on the Jay Electronica tip uh, when he had Jay Z feature on eighty percent of the songs. I like the album. Like that was a great album. Yeah, it's yeah. not a bad album. I was feeling it. Um, I feel like now that That'll I come back well. to it, I don't know if it will age well. Um, there are like five songs that I listen to every time I put that album, and there's songs I just I don't need to hear them like. I listen to Run the Jewels. They make good music, but I'm good with just listening to them one time, and I'm moving on. Um, I played their album today. I know I, I play when I go jogging. But yeah. it, I, I, no, think, I right, think the bro. reason why I thought about that is because when you said Nas, it's not a classic album. Like I don't feel like it has enough time for us to say. You know, what I mean, like it's too early to say it's a classic album or not. There was times. I mean, there were, but there, no, there are things there, that you can definitely point to and say, "Yo, that's an instant classic." Like that, that's, that's why I'm asking. Yeah. What's the last classic album you guys heard within the past? Like, I'll, I'll say this, Dwayne. My my litmus test for defining a classic album is not as sharp as it used to be. Mm. Uh, so when I back in the day, when I heard an album, it was like the eye test for watching a college player going into the NBA. You just knew. You know, I don't have that that's that talent anymore. I have to re-listen to albums, see how they hit different. Yeah, um, I agree with that, but yeah. I think the way we digest music is a lot different than and, we did. And I agree. Yeah. I agree on that point because we do live in a microwave society. We we instantly want to say, is this a classic or not? Nas album is very good. I can listen to that front to back. However, he had a low bar to cross because he had a couple mm. albums that were just Bootleg. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. That's the difference now, where it's like kind of like what Josh was saying. Like people, like just whole albums, people are like, huh? What's that? You know? And I think I was laughing because my my girlfriend doesn't listen to music, which is weird. But she listens, <laughs> but she listens really, to songs. Really? No disrespect to her. That is weird. <laughs> no, it is. She don't listen to no music at all. Dude, she she listens to music, but it's not like she it's like she's not actively like, oh, this is an artist I like. Let me go listen to her. Uh, I got you. She's not really you know she's not out there. No, oh, okay. Yeah, I've been thinking she listened to white noise or something like <laughs> but, three but, hours but, of you know, Exactly. So, <laughs> so with that in in mind, you know, she knows songs, but she doesn't know albums. So she'll know a popular song or, you know, the lyrics to it, every, but she might not even know the artist. She just knows all the words of that song because she likes that song. But that doesn't spark anything for her to go listen to a full album, you know. And then maybe later on, like, she's, you know, and, and, and that's, but then also, too, what's also interesting is um, I can show her different things and she'll be like, oh, this is really good. And I'm like, yeah, of course it is. Fucking Sade. And she's like, who's this? I'm like, jeez, Sade. Mm. But, but that's because her inner, how she digest music is different than how I would, you know, like we we just talked about what five, six different albums. I'll probably go and listen to a full album. Cause I'm curious about the new Jasmine Sullivan or the new Nas or whatever. But for her, she just, it's she oh, is single. That. If it's on a radio. Yeah, exactly. oh, that's catchy. yeah. So, so she, she ingests music differently. Like she'll listen to a, you know, songs to sing in the shower on Spotify. And so then that's will be kind of how she gets that type of music. Now, it doesn't mean that she's, you know, uh, that she'll like not like something, but it's more just the way she consumes it is different than how we like we're heads. So we're like, oh, new I, album out? Let, me, let me let me ask you this. Is she younger than you? Yes. yes. Ding, okay. ding, ding. No, no, the only reason why I ask that is because it, we like I said, we're a little bit older. It's a we different grew up consumption with, model. We, we grew up grabbing going to buy albums. We we exactly. bought tapes. Like it was a different experience for us. And I'm not yeah, even so the same person about music like I was when I was younger. Like I was music hungry. Now it's just like 
I have to be connected to sources to show me music because I'm not mm-hmm. actively yeah. searching like I used yeah. to be. Exactly. Well, yeah, we're exactly. watching. We don't got the time anymore. So, yeah. Yeah, we don't, yeah, yeah, we don't got the time anymore. But I thought it was interesting because. But then you have more access to more music than you ever did in your life, and that's yes. the part that got me because I was like, you know, and it. It was interesting to listen to how she consumes music because it was different than I did. So it made me open it up a little bit more because I'm like, huh, so you're not actually following an artist and kind of listening to their catalog. You're kind of following a certain sound or a style and you stay within that realm and it could literally be any different artist. And then that's how you would kind of, you know, and so it was really interesting because like that's, I didn't never thought of consuming music that way. And so like, and just like Dwayne said, like, you know, there's an album before, you know, tape, CD, you know, we would actually go through the liner notes and that kind of stuff. And we would mm-hmm. consume the whole album and then talk about the whole album. Like Questlove was talking about that. He was like, you know, there's only a few artists that drop something and everyone listens to it. And then we collectively have a conversation about it. There's not that many artists Kendrick. that are like that. Yeah. Kendrick's one of them. Yeah. Um, you know, Beyonce is, is one of them as well. But like there's certain people that when they drop an album, everyone that are music heads will listen to it and they'll comment it and we'll have this back and forth about it. But nowadays, the way younger people um, uh, consume music, that's not the case. It's kind of like, oh, you know, this pop artist dropped a song. Oh, cool. There's a video for it. Okay, cool. But that's about it. There's not that, you know, back and forth, like thing about music, like how we're doing, like like you said, a classic album. And I was like, yeah, that's a good point. I, I can't even really say something in the last say five years i'm like oh man yeah this is a classic album the last the last oh, album yeah. i listened to top to tail was the salam remy album oh that was a good one that's going with the black Thought or the one he's by himself the the one that he produced and it was like um oh yeah different people. yeah it had yeah, yeah, different yeah, yeah. different artists on it that i listen i can yeah. listen to stem to stern every every time it's on Hey, I honestly can't even tell you the last classic album. Uh, I have to like really think about this. It's not, it took all this time. Quiet all this time because I was like, uh, I, I was I thinking on like it right now. It is. <laughs> no, yeah. that, that's why it, to me it's so hard to throw that word classic out because of how we live nowadays. But everybody wants. Yeah. There's no in between. People want. Yeah. It's either a flop or a classic. Uh, but yeah. what I was trying to say about the novel, it's a really good album. It's mm-hmm. very listenable. If you spend money to buy it, you won't be disappointed. Um, I've heard some people were tripping because they expected Nas to like make Illmatic again. I guess people still want that, but I was like, "Yo, this album is solid. I don't That's see a lot never of gonna negative feedback." Yeah, I didn't see a lot of negative feedback like I saw for Nasir. I refused to partake in Nasir because one, <laughs> the the idiot was producing it, and I was just like, "I don't even care if it's good. I just can't deal with it." But it wasn't good, so I was like justified in my thoughts. So one or two tracks that I was like, okay. Yeah, but, but no, you're not man, how are you gonna have one or two tracks when it's five songs or seven songs? Yeah. Come on. That's hey, that's that's fifty percent. <laughs> I was saying that I was saying that about Yay. I was like, uh percentage wise, I actually like more songs on Yay than I do uh Pablo. Just saying like percentage is only seven tracks. I was like, Yeah, hey, I like four of these. That's four out of seven. That's, that's not that bad. Yeah. I, I still haven't listened to that album. Neither have I. You don't actually. need to. You don't need to. Yeah. Kick. I would say kids, uh, kids see ghosts. I really like that. I thought that was dope. yeah. yeah I like that. I like that collaborate. That club, that collaboration was dope. That's something that I wish. I, I wish Kanye, they. I still can't listen to it because yeah. it's Kanye. Yeah, Kanye. yeah, yeah. yeah uh, he's cut. Yeah, but he's kid, for me. Kid, kid see ghosts was him and Cuddy. They, they, they. When they work together, I, I like what they do, and I think um, the kids see ghosts and uh, Pusha T and Tiana Taylor, like those three, are worth listening to. Everybody yeah, knows. Pusha T album. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you're right though, like. The, the the label of classic and what that is is like right it's not like um this past weekend was helping my um 
uh, clean out my girlfriend's mother's house because they're selling it. And so they have a whole bunch of vinyl. So they're like, hey, do you want this? I'm like, yeah, of course I want vinyl. So I've been going through it and kind of cataloging. And then she had Michael Jackson's Thriller album, you know, it's original vinyl. And I'm like, it's only nine songs. But I'm like, holy shit. Like Dude, each one of these things. Are, there's no. Oh oh it's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Like, like production wise, writing wise. Da, 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 like, wait, what album? This is really? Michael Jackson's Thriller. <laughs> And so it's songs that I forget that are on the album because, you know, you listen to, you know, Greatest Hits or a playlist of Michael Jackson all the time, but then you forget what group of songs were on each individual album. And I was like looking at it, I was like, holy crap, like this came out like what, 1981, I think right now. And that was his second album that ended the first one, you know. So it's just, it's interesting to see that like the, in the age where people are, are making so much disposable music and they're just kind of like really quickly making it. And, and you guys notice the songs are getting shorter now because people wanted to be on oh, TikTok. Uh, yeah, yes. I, was, I was just about to say that after you were done with your point. Like Nazi's yep. album is only 38 minutes. You're not making uh-huh. an album for an hour because of the world we live mm-hmm. in. Yeah, it's true, man. Two-minute two songs, man. Two-minute songs. Oh. I mean, That's cr- I would love... Oh, another good album. Camp Low. Another, just like... A- Oh, with the P-Rock. Yeah, that trailer, I was like, this is awesome. Like, I was just listening to it. I, I listened to it, like, once every few days, and I was like, this is a really good-ass album. <laughs> this is like, wow, okay, they came out with an album, and no one's really talking about it. If it's not for a few podcasts that I listened to, that album would have just, I would have missed it on my radar. But there's a lot of good music out, like, people tripping. Like I said, Sky Zoo's been putting out quality work. I'm a diehard Wu fan. Killer Priest put out an album, and it's talked about around the circles that listen to like that type of rap. It's a good album. Mm. He's come out with some BS, but like this latest project is really good. The Blue <laughs> Exile album is amazing. It's like super good. Korean Town Oddity put out a project that's one of my favorite albums of the year. Uh, for those that don't know, go check out Korean Town Oddity. He's got good work. I mean, there's a lot of good projects out there, and I just have to sit down. And take the time to listen to music again. Like it's it's a it's an acquired skill set that I've lost as I've gotten older because I've just got so much on my plate. But when those days when I'm just not doing anything and I'm just chilling, watching something, and listening to music, I find myself enjoying good hip hop again. Yeah, the way I digest music, like I always have music on no matter what. Like it's my background noise, it's my white noise. Yeah. But if I'm listening to an album for the first time. I put down my phone, like I can't be cruising the web. Mm-hmm. Like I have to sit down and listen to it. And I do that on purpose because I try to give it the same respect as if I'm in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. Like the reason why movie theater experiences are still the same from when we were kids to now is because silent your phone, put your phone away. It literally has your attention. And I think a lot of music nowadays when people listen to it, yo, oh shit, check out his picture on Instagram. Oh, yo, this guy just dunked on this guy. You're not even listening to the song anymore, but then you come back to it and you just like, it's it's like reading a book. You have to give it your full undivided attention. And I think that's the way music should be kind of digested, but it's not. Yeah, no, you're right. And I think then because of that, that's when it gets that, um, the less of the, uh, the respect it deserves. Yeah. So disposable. people put it their heart out there and they're like, did you really listen to it though? <laughs> you know what put, I mean? put, put it like this. There, uh, I've been on SoundCloud like Is it SoundCloud? Not SoundCloud. Um, what, Pandora? No, no. Where, where T- title? No, not title. It's, it's Spotify? It's where artists, you can directly get to the artist. What is that site? Oh, uh, Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Bandcamp, yeah. So I've been on the Bandcamp hype lately. 
and there's some uh, like projects of people I ain't never heard of that's just oh yeah, you know, like, Bandcamp is now is now the refuge of the of the unsigned SoundCloud, artists, and it's not yeah. it's not it's not what SoundCloud started out as. Start SoundCloud wound up be, or what SoundCloud became. SoundCloud yeah. just became the haven of I got music, I'm gonna put it up. And it could it's it's such a weird grab bag. It could be complete trash, or you could find like a diamond in the rough. But Bandcamp is definitely is definitely more of a. There, I always a higher, buy album from Bandcamp. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a higher that. rate of return if you if you cruise if you cruise Bandcamp for artists for sure. So uh, I was listening to the shout out to the Dad Bot Rap Pod. Um, they put me onto an artist called MF Blue, and it's spelled B L O O, and he did a, a tribute album to MF Doom's mm, Food. And it's in the same vein. Beats are similar. And I went to go listen to the album thinking it was going to be a joke. That album is fire. Like, I was just like, whoa, <laughs> this is amazing. Like, and I'm a Doom stan. And I was just like, yo, this is amazing. And then I bought the, the Salt album, one of their older works, by going to their page. And they had a vinyl for sale. And I was just sitting up my DJ table. And I just said, you know what? Let me buy some vinyl. This is the first time in a long time that I've bought music from like directly the artist and not the store. And I felt good about it. I was going to get back to a previous point. What when my 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 uh criteria for usually when I feel a classic album, it hit me a certain way. Um sometimes I'll yell and just say bars when I just hear them lyrics. Or hmm. I, I like one album I cried because I was like, this is perfect. Like I, <laughs> I one album like, brought you to tears, bro. Words. I think it was when the first time I heard Dr. Dre's 2001. Jesus Christ, bro. Wow. You, you could have said R.P. This dude said gangsta rap. I'm like, no, but, but But Dr. Dre put out Chronic 2001, and I was like, this album's perfect at the time. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. Uh, hearing Raekwon's album. You see? Those are experiences. When I listen to Chronic, I went on my break to Virgin. See, I have a story. I went to Virgin Virgin Megastore on 42nd Street. I had a break from John Jay. I was taking like a class. Grabbed the album. Grabbed Little Wayne's album because they dropped the same week. Walked back to school and played Chronic. And I was like, yo, what am I listening to right now? Like it just, I was like, yo, this is the greatest album I've ever heard in my life. That's a classic album. Too. Like when you get those type of vibes. I haven't felt that in a long time. I get songs that put me in that place, but I've yet to have an album put me there. And the last, Chronic ain't the last album, but it's the one I can remember. that I vividly remember listening to it front to back, and I was like, yo, this is crazy. Uh, Raekwon's album, crazy to me. 95, I was a kid. I was with that whole movement. When that album came out, I was a fanatic. Like I was like, yo, this is crazy to me. It's been a long time. Since I felt that way about an album. Now, there's been songs that's come out where I'm just like, yo, this is nuts. Black Thoughts had a f- couple songs that come out. I'm just like, yo, this that man freestyle on Funk Flex had me put me in a place. I was like, yo. Oh, yeah, he, he zoned out. Yeah, he zoned out. Yeah. But it's been a while since an album's done that. But songs do that nowadays for me more frequently. It's because we're overstimulated, man. I yeah. think that's why. Well, also, yeah. you know, in, in keeping with the microwave theme, like Chronic 2001 had what 20, 20 some odd tracks on it. Like Something nobody's like nobody's doing that yeah. anymore. Nobody's it, doing that anymore. Yeah. You lucky if you get more if you get more than ten. You like yo, this is this is I, I got 
massive bang for the buck. And not all of the tracks are going to be worthwhile. Like you can, you can, you could, as a concept, Dre's 2001 album. I don't love everything that's on it, but I can still listen to it from top to tail. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know if the sentiment is still the same, but what I'm saying is when it came out, it put me in a place where I, I took off the headphones and was like, yo, this is a special fucking album, man. Like, I, 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 feel, like, I feel like it still could be a classic w- without you liking every track. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. That's true. First album, like, oh, there's, there's the respect. Like, I don't hate it, but I'm just like, I could skip respect. Okay. For me personally, it's not the last album, but the album I always refer to as a classic album. No skips for me. Mob Deep, The Infamous. If, okay. If, hmm. For me, out of all, like Tribe, De La, all them, Mob Deep, The Infamous, front to back, I can listen to any time, every, any time of the day, any time, year. And I say, to me, that is like the epitome of a classic album. There's others. It's a matter of opinion, but for me, and it's, and my team's not even my favorite group, but I always felt they that project, their second album, is really good. I could possibly say that about the Roots. Do you want more album? Another mm. album that I could go back to yeah. and listen to every song and say this album is fucking amazing. And I'm not the biggest Roots fan, but I love that album. Yeah, and I think that's the part, like kind of like what Dwayne was saying, like the experience adds to it, and I think. Now our experiences have been kind of like lessened. So like, you know, when someone's, again, drops an album before you'd have to go physically go somewhere to go get that album. And then whatever was happening in that year day would add to the, the experience where now, you know, the, that experience is a little bit lessened. The, the difference though, and this is actually, I give this to uh, Beyonce where she, you know, she even doing more video stuff where yeah. she dropped the album and dropped the video and that actually creates an experience. And so recently with Jay-Z, and um and Pharrell with their entrepreneur um song and video like the song eh is whatever but the video is super dope and so it's like but put them in tandem together it actually makes probably makes the song a little bit better but in general the video is the more powerful message well also and I think it goes back to what I was saying before there there's a concept behind the whole thing it's a package and so you don't just have I like I like this primo beat. I like this Jay Dilla beat. I like this beat. I like that beat, and you know, just smush it all together. There's there's a there's a a point A, a point B, a point C, and even if there's different topics that the songs cover, <clears throat> even if it covers different topics, even if it's all over the place, there's something there's something conceptual that chains the whole thing together. Whether it's one song like you know the with with, with Jay Z and Pharrell, where the song is chained to the visuals from the video. Or with Beyonce's yeah. most, most recent me. Like there's songs, yeah. There's songs that the videos you just they stick out. Yeah, exactly. And like even for me, like I don't think the Lemonade album's good, but the visuals that, that paired it with it, it were pretty dope. It makes it and it makes it and it makes it and, I, and it but it adds to that experience. And I think a lot of people consume music and don't have the experience of that anymore. It's more just it gets dropped and then it's kind of going. And it's, you know, it's you know, it's a hit or it's not, or it's a flop, kind of like what Cam was saying earlier. But then, um you know, uh what I was, oh, I was uh, listening to Genius's open mic, I think it was. It's like, a, you know, they do a bunch of live shows or whatever. I thought you were talking about Jizza, yeah. and I was like, he got a new album called Open Mic? <laughs> I'm slipping. Man, Old man hip hop. Yeah. You are such a woo nerd. Yep, exactly. exactly. I was like, yo, when he come out, I didn't even hear about this. I'm sorry. No, no, what did you tell me? Genius. Nah, genius. Like, company. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, no, I, I'm just thinking of videos that, and I'm not saying it's a great song, but vid- the video adds to it. You know I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. Jamiroquai's uh, mm-hmm. Virtual Insanity or yeah. This Is America, Child yep. Camp, you know, 100%. like, it's not a great song, but the video, you see it, you're just like, yep. okay. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, that's fair. Yeah. Because I'm not a fan yeah. of the song at all. I'm just no, that's, yeah, 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 that's what that's, video, I think that's what we were trying to yeah. say. The video kind of yeah. makes you be like, oh, okay, I get the message, I get the point. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think like for me, I actually heard the song first, and then I heard no, I saw, heard the song first, I watched the SNL performance, and then I saw the video. And so then That's for when uh, I heard the, Gambino? Gambino, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when I heard the song first, I was like, all right, cool, whatever. And then when I saw the performance, I was like, okay, it's a little bit better, interesting. And then I saw the video, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, oh, okay, okay. So put them in tandem. I was like, okay, now I see what you were going at. But if it was something like back in the day where it would just, I just heard that song or that album, that, like if that track was on the album, I'd be like, all right, cool. And I wouldn't think, literally wouldn't think it wouldn't more stick than, out. Like, yeah, 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 it wouldn't get your attention. If Pope was on yeah. this pod, we'd have a different take. <laughs> what, what, what song? The the Pharrell Jay Z song. He thought it was cool, and I was like, "This song buns, man!" Like, <laughs> and that goes and that but goes to another it, point that I that I that I made. I think when we were talking about it when it dropped, and that is, I feel like if you really want to have an impact, don't make a trash song that's on some. You know, eggs are great. And I think the chickens need to be cared for because they're like, nobody cares about that. Like, nobody's going to listen to that. Like, have a fire beat behind some real, you know, behind some realness that you want to talk about. Make people pay attention. Right. Make it last. Because I promise you, the entrepreneur song is going to be gone before, before, before. It gets I ain't going to remember that. I ain't going to remember that next year. I know but, I won't. Next year, but by yeah. the time it gets cold in New York, it will be next gone. Year. It will be yeah. a memory. Hey, yeah. hey I, I still ain't forget people who was gassing up Chance, and he came out with that skibbity doobop, I love my wife album. Man, I was <laughs> so tight. <laughs> man, a man can't make an album that's talking about you know, his yeah, yeah, Black out, man. Come on, yo. Support it. <laughs> He's happy, man. He's happy. But yeah, I was watching the um uh Genius the Company video. <laughs> Uh, called, uh, uh, um, yeah, the series. The series called Open Mic, and then but they, their open mic because Genius, uh, they've fallen off a little bit lately. But the one thing that they're smart about is they keep it within the current state of the new rappers, right? So all the who that we don't listen yeah. to, that's that's yeah, exactly. That's who they they kind of double down on. But that's part of the reason why their content gets all those hits because they they're smart about you know. Hey, this is uh you know Rody Rich talking about the lyrics on this thing, or here's Rich Brian or freaking uh, Young Mosley or whatever these 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 dudes are, but they had these type of people do live shows or live videos, and they're fucking horrible. Of course they are. Like not, they're not just bad. Like they're just <laughs> not, like not good. No presence. Barely can do their own. I think it was a was it little Tekka or something like that. This thing was mumbling through his own song with like no emotion. I'm like, yo, what? But but again, the live aspect of performing as a musician, quote unquote, musician or rapper, is not necessarily there anymore. Like no. you don't need that that component to freaking be a rapper. Like you rock, you know, spitting the hot sixteen and rocking a crowd. That's actually not a requirement anymore. That to be a a, a consistent and actually oh, sustainable show rapper, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Like it was, and then the, then the, the the random pop one that I just random because it was I was just going through a playlist. And like the song was okay, but just because they were actually playing music, like like instruments, I was like, "Oh my god, wow, you guys are great!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one stuck out. You're just like, "Oh my god!" But, 
because the bar had been set so low. Like, Jesus Christ, like, you don't have to. But this is the, you know, I made the beat in my bedroom. Oh, and I, oh, said, my, I emailed oh, it to, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I emailed it to my friend. He, he he recorded it on his iPhone. We sent it to our mixer that did it. And then we put it on SoundCloud. Yeah, and now it's a hit. <laughs> we Yo, you fire. know, when I knew music was different, it was, uh, I think it was, a, I forgot what Coachella it was, but I went and Frank Ocean was performing. It was like one of his first performances. And this was like, after nostalgia, nostalgia ultra the mixtape, which I fucking loved his his like introduction to the world. So he's up there performing, and I'm just like, yo, this dude is terrible. <laughs> like he's got no stage presence. He looks nervous, and then it, it dawns on me. I'm like, first of all, the album is all like, um, not it's it's just like reused music. So he's mm. just used sample pretty much, and like he probably did it in his bedroom. So I'm like, he's not used to performing in front of. Mm-hmm. 400 people staring at him and obviously he's gotten better over the years but it, music is so different nowadays man yeah you don't have to you know like i said you don't have to be a performer so then when when uh, one of the newer people can perform live you're like oh shit like like the baby like i'm not a big fan of him i saw one of his live performances and i was like actually he's pretty charismatic mm-hmm. he's got good breath control like rapping i'm like okay dope like uh, I think it was, oh, Jack Harlow is another one where, like, I'm not a biggest fan of his music or what he does, but I saw him rap on one of his live stuff, and I'm like, yo, this dude could spit. Freaking rocking the crowd. He has good, you know, he actually, all the things that the quote-unquote heads care about, he had all that stuff, plus he was doing the current style. So I, I was realizing more, I'm like, okay, I don't necessarily hate all these young dudes, because a lot of them are fucking horrible, <laughs> but there's, there are people that are doing some dope shit. They're just in a in a style that might not be your your thing, but at least you know, there's aspects of it that you can see what's going on. And like, yeah, the, yeah, just, I'm telling you, man, just go through G, the, the, dude, I saw, I saw like the, the XXL, uh, freshman. And I listened oh, to some no, of them. Please. No, like, no, 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 don't do that. I, it, it will hurt. <laughs> hey, it will hurt. I, I'm not gonna lie. I have to sometimes, because sometimes you'd be fine. Like I'll find a gym and be like, yo, this is actually yeah, kind of yeah. tight. Yep. Um, so, Twitter has put mm-hmm. some music out there. Just random dudes make like some dude made a mix. I retweeted it with Earth, Wind, and Fire, and it was fire. And then uh, somebody did an eighties, ninety, early nineties or eighties uh, version of uh, WAP. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, it, it's actually really good. I don't think it's a real song. I just think some dude just was messing around but it was actually yep. i was like i need to hear the full version of this because it's actually that's the only time i've actually listened to that song not i didn't listen yeah. to the original i just listened to the the remix version because people were saying it was fire and i, I peeped and i was like yo this is kind of hot but there's some new stuff out there that for myself being a quote-unquote old head that if i give myself time to listen to it i may actually like it now that's not to say i'm gonna yeah. like everything <laughs> <laughs> there's some things that's Broken you know, my my there's my, music, there's good music out there. There's good music yeah, out there. Yeah. So, so I don't want to totally dismiss it because there was a dude I was following and he put something out and I, I retweeted his music. I was like, you know, low key, if you listen to it, this is actually really good. This is not my cup of tea, my lane, but I actually like this. He retweeted yeah. he retweeted me back and was like, Why wouldn't you like it? I was like, This I just don't listen to music like this, but I heard what you were saying. The lyrics are good, the beat was solid. You're a good artist. It's just not my cup of tea, but I like this. Yeah. And, yeah. and I respect and it, I respected that. So Yeah. And I think that's a level now where it's like the older heads that understand that aspect of it. Cause like now, um, Richter was made a good point. He was like, there are so many different, you know, subgenres within like say just hip hop in general. And you can find your own lane. Like if you're like a quote unquote lo-fi head, you could find a whole genre of music that is that you like, you know, the um 
the emo grunge of uh, the mid nineties is starting to come back now, but they're all like poppy kids and stuff. And they're like mm-hmm. you know, 2019, but they're all emo. And then the beats are slow, but they have the same guitar riffs as like Nirvana and fucking those type of stuff. That's a whole other genre. Yeah. Like there, yeah, there's so many different genres and niches that people are starting to fill. And there's like an open lane for you to just create and do that. I think that's kind of dope. Like it might, like I said, like you said, it might not be for us, but the people that are actually taking it seriously and putting that time in, I think that's my thing where I'm like, if that's going to be your lane, then fucking own it and you know research it and really do put some dope shit in that lane. Like if you're just going to sit there and like disrespect the music and just kind of just play around with it. I'm like, I mean, why should I waste my time listening to you? You know, totally. But yeah, I think that's the, you know, go go listen to new music, people. You know, we open open your open your third eye. <laughs> it, it's it's just gonna keep on because, like, I think Josh made a point, like how no one's listening to albums, and you could grab a track from here, from there. When we were buying albums, it's just like, am I gonna buy Biggie's album mm-hmm. or am I gonna buy Nirvana or Madonna? Like, obviously, I'm buying Biggie, and if I stumble upon something else when I have some more money, I might listen to it. But now I can listen to anything I want. And their biggest, I guess, idol is Kanye. And that spurred the the Aston Ross, the Kid Cuddies, the B.O.B.s. These are like the, the blues. These are the blog people from 2010s, the Charles Hamilton's, yeah. the cool yeah. kids. Hey, hey. Charles yeah. Hamilton, man, was my guy. I used to stand <laughs> for that dude. <laughs> Yeah, he's an idiot, but he was dope. Yeah, he, he was dope. I used to cool see him, I see him in New York. He's fucking yeah, idiot. Yeah, Pac, yeah. Pac Dev, like Mickey Fax, Wale. These are all like the blog kids. That was a nice era. Was. That was a nice era. Mm-hmm. And, and then these kids are these kids to me are worse because they're not. You can't understand what they're saying, but it's a spinoff. It's like they're kind of spawning from what they were playing in those days. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're right. That's a that's actually a really good point. Like that. That little era of uh, kind of, of freedom, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was interesting. That's so like that's why I think it's kind of cool that the young kids have that freedom. Like they're just so detached from like the older stuff, and like you know, like my recent annoyance is the um, let's sample a well-known R and B song and make a trap beat out of it, but it's not it's not even close to being as good as the original sample. Hey, like Jesus Christ! I'll put it in the chat. I I, I, I heard a beat that exactly fit that narrative, and it was it was dope. Actually, I was like, "Oh, no!" And there's there's a few. Uh, Division has a, some good stuff. Um, uh, Summer Walker. There's one flip that she did that that was pretty dope. Sweetie, eh? But like, but it, but it's it's more of a trend now. Like they're just like, yeah, yeah. My my parents used to play this Usher song. Word. <laughs> That's why I was thinking, like kids, like they're probably looking at their parents like Monica, Brandon, like turn this shit off, mom. Like, no, it's the boy, the boy is mine. Yeah. Why, why are these, why are these chicks fighting over a dude? Yeah. There's plenty of dudes out there. Exactly. <laughs> oh, people, people was uh tripping off the WAP song, and I'm like, have y'all listened to Millie Jackson back in the day? Sure. <laughs> nope. Short term memories, man. Short-term yeah. Memories. Go, go right. listen. Go watch a Prince video from the '80s. Dog. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> Prince had people questioning their uh, sexuality. Exactly. Prince had people um, questioning reality, son. <laughs> Seriously. Um, all right, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up <laughs> and uh, hit with some final words. The uh, we'll do a little bit different this time for final words. Uh, you know, the man Chadwick Boseman passed recently, and uh, it shocked a lot of people because he was going through a personal battle with uh, colon cancer, and it. 
reawakening a couple health concerns for uh, black men specifically. We are all black men on this crowd. We are all of, a, of an age. And so I think that, you know, it's interesting to, interesting to cool to, to hear the stories and the things that are coming out. But um, I figured we could use the final words to kind of like speak on Chadwick uh, for a hot second. Um, we'll start with uh, Dwayne. You want to go first? Uh, well, first I'll tell you how I heard it. Uh, obviously, we all heard it on Friday. Um, normally, like Friday, a bunch of my friends, we, we jump online and we play Madden. And strangely enough, the week before, we're talking about Black Panther 2, who's going to be the villain. Um, talking about that, I think there was a, a possibility that Chadwick might not be the Black Panther going forward. We were hearing rumors. And then fast forward to this Friday, I'm like, I look at my phone, I'm just like, what? Like, I'm looking at his tweet. I'm just like, what am I reading? And like, I'm reading it live to my friends. And we're just like, nah. You know what I mean? Like, he's not that much older than us and I'm just like it, it, I don't I like I'm still lost for words man I was I was watching the um the ABC special yesterday that they had um I was watching Black Panther and it just it's just rough man it's just it's the only well of course there's good things from it but I think he lived a life where he kind of set his mark on the world like I, I just want to see the positive in us like Unfortunately, he had the past, but it's going to have a lot of black people, a lot of people in general, go get those checkups, go check out your colon, mm-hmm. do colon cleanses, like be more aware. And like he he birthed a new generation of kids who they're seeing a, a black action hero like that's never going to go away. You know, what I mean, like he, there's going to be a kid who watched Black Panther and be, in, be inspired. You know, there's there's kids who watch. Monica and Brandy growing up that inspired them. So he was able to represent himself off the camera and like on the camera. So I just, I don't know, man, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm struggling to talk right now. I'm about to tear up, but it was a huge loss. And I just think we just have to see the positive from it and kind of build on that. Like go take care of yourself, go get a checkup, give people roses while they're here. Like I, I was so upset when, and like I didn't partake on it when people were sharing pictures of him being sick, not even sick, but like his weight loss. And like, I, with an actor, you think like, okay, he's probably performing. He's probably a role, getting you know ready I mean? for like, a role, yeah. right? Yeah, you think he's gonna get ready for a role, do a certain thing, but then when word got out or we heard Friday that what was going on, another thing with the internet. Now people are attacking people for having those jokes. So it's just, uh, I'm, I'm I'm scrambled here, but it's just a weird time that we live in and it's unfortunate that he had the past, but I just want us to kind of like take a positive from it and, and, and continue to grow and take care of your wellness and appreciate people while they're still here. Yeah, I agree. It was, uh, I think I heard it pretty, I heard it randomly actually. And then the rest of the story started to start to unfold about what was going on. And actually I didn't, I think I saw the, uh, was it TV one uh, image awards or one of that stuff. And that was like the, one of the first time I had seen him for a minute. And I was just like, Oh man, he looks a little gaunt. Yeah. So I was uh, I kind of said the same thing. I was like, well, he's either preparing for a role or he might be sick. That just might not be out there. But I didn't think too, too extra thoughts about it. Like didn't, I, you know, I had saw like one or two memes. I was kind of like, I kind of just negativity that I don't really need. So I just left it alone. Um, and then when I saw, I think the trailer for five bloods, that's when I saw, uh, 
um, he looked different in, in his other roles. And I was like, oh, man, this might be more serious than I thought. But I didn't, again, didn't think too much of it. Mm-hmm. And then when it did pass, it was interesting to, like, see. Because, like, you know, you know, the brother played very iconic roles, whether you might have agreed with that movie or mm-hmm. not. But it was really interesting that he chose roles that he thought were a lot more prominent as opposed to, you know, nigga number five or thug over number two, you know, like, yeah. and so, and and he did that on purpose. And you know, he has a lot of those interviews, talks about that. And even with Black Panther, like, you know, there's flaws in the movies and whatever, but you're right. There's a whole generation of young black boys that will watch that six, seven, eight, nine, that that was their introduction to a lot of like superhero mm-hmm. stuff and, and that seeing themselves. So I think viewing it through that lens makes it, uh, shows like again putting that that prominence on the, the amount of work that he did and the stuff that he was gonna and then also you know just a lot of the stuff that in his interviews and all the stuff that was also really dope and hearing those other stories from people and again like you said give people their flowers when they're here because you're right we don't really get to hear a lot of the the cool stories until so until after someone passes and that's the part that um to me i think is a, is a kind of it sucks because you're just kind of like man those are the stories you need we need to share more about so that everyone can be hear these good deeds that other people did like you know denzel was the one that paid for him to get to go to that um, internship and all that kind of stuff like these type of stories like those are the stories we got to share now while people are alive and kicking and doing good stuff so then we can kind of inspire other people to do it i think that to me is that where i i do agree with you on that like we definitely need to celebrate the people that we feel are doing some dope shit in the nows, so we don't have to always have to be in, mem- in memorialum of them. Yeah, less of the ne- negativity, you know. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. You're right. One hundred percent, Josh. Um, yeah, like, 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 um, like you and Dwayne. Uh, I found out Friday, just sort of goofing around on my phone or whatever. Um, and the the news flash popped up, and I posted it in our chat. And um, yeah, it just it can. It, obviously, like everybody else, it completely caught, caught me off guard. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it hits different. I mean, you know, celebrities pass all the time, and you mm-hmm. know, people pass all the time, but it hits different. I think because you, for the longest time, you hear, and I was talking with my mom about this yesterday while we were watching uh, the the broadcast of Black Panther, and then the the special afterward and you know you for the longest time you hear in media um we can't make this movie because that won't sell we don't know how to promote it black people don't come out to 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 support uh to support black uh, black movies we don't know how to make that movie and in one shot this one movie just shattered all of that like you no one can ever say any of those things ever again it's been mm-hmm. done and mm-hmm. it doesn't take a lot of hard math and, and and trigonometry to just make a good movie now i don't want to say stick a black guy in the role but like you can cast you can you can write these stories and cast black people and have them be successful i mean movie made over a billion dollars in record time um and I think if nothing else, just for someone who who has such an investment in the industry like I do, just in terms of just being a, a huge television and film nerd and also working in the industry, for me, that means a lot, not only from a business standpoint, but from just little kid me who who was into who's been into comic books since I was since I was, uh, you know, since since I was a single digits, 
and all of us, bro. Yeah, you know, who, who's been <laughs> yeah. into comics since I was in single digits, and just sort of at one point realizing, like, yo, there's a lot of white faces here in like Storm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and so for me. I didn't, it didn't strike me until the day before or the day the movie was coming out. And I think I posted something on Facebook along the lines of like, your little kid me cannot believe what I'm about to go see. That's how impactful it was at age 40, whatever, whatever, whatever it is that I was at the time that I was still geek, but like at that level. And I think if all the things that he did, all the things that he did with his celebrity definitely need to be celebrated but i think shattering that door you know that the the busting that door wide open and dispelling myths i think was the thing that that meant dispelling that particular myth that you can't make that movie it doesn't make money no one knows how to promote it all of that's gone because of him in one movie yeah it's true and i think that's probably the thing that 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 means the most to me as a as a huge television and film and action movie nerd. You know, watching the movie last night with my mom, like I, I it it did not dawn on me until I started watching it and started happening. I was teary eyed through the whole thing. I did not really think about how how emotional it would make me watching that movie and then watching the special afterwards where they talked about. All, wow. all the all, all the philanthropy that he's done, all the all the visits to kids' hospitals, all of this, all of it, all of it, all of it, while he was fighting stage four colon cancer. There are people who are in stage one and stage two that can't do a quarter of what he was doing at stage four, <laughs> without even without even batting an eyelash. Didn't complain when I, the I, I read a, a statement from Spike Lee that saying that you know he recorded the five bloods in the middle of in in the to, the, the last it was the last thing that they worked on that he worked on I believe and no one knew like he was just he was in in sweltering heat in Thailand where they filmed it on location and you would think that he was just chilling like it was just a regular day he didn't blink he didn't bat an eyelash he never complained he never asked for time off was never late to set never missed a day of filming yeah, stage four. That, that says a lot about his character. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that that's that's the willingness to fight through and and in your mind beat it as well. And like, I think that's why a lot of people that know about it he doesn't want you to feel sorry for it, and he he just fought through it. Man. Yeah, and I think also too, I think by uh, handling it in that way, the the lasting legacy later on is this as opposed to. You know, deteriorating in the end. Right, that happens to a lot of folks too. So I can. That's another thing I, yeah. I I peeped as well, where I was like, you could definitely see that instead of him, you know, let me just chill out for my last year and do, you know, do me. He was like, you know what, I'm gonna keep doing what I want to do, so that when I am gone, you know, my last year wasn't a year of just pain and suffering. It was more like helping people. And yeah, it, it's so I thought, it's like an athlete. So for example, Kobe rupturing his Achilles, getting up and finishing shooting the free throws and then going back you know what i mean like it's you don't want to be helped off the court yeah i i feel that uh cam you want to wrap it up yeah um I, i'm gonna first start off and say that like i mean he wasn't even my favorite actor i respected his his work mm. um i was critical of some of the roles he played thurgood marshall i was like still don't even look like thurgood but i mean you know he he did he went in on certain roles and some roles i was like eh. 
But he, he was a quality actor. I respected him. With that said, when I heard the news of his death, I literally, if, de- if 2020 was a person, I looked at 2020 like dead ass. Like, you really going to take this guy? Dead <laughs> ass. Mm-hmm. Like, for real? Like, what's going on here? I literally was like, maybe I need to collect the fucking Infinity Stones and snap some shit back into perspective. Because I was like, man, come on, this is odd. 2020 been out of pocket lately. Like, straight out of pocket. And I just didn't get now. What you guys didn't know prior to me getting on this thing, I just got a, notif- a notification from my coworkers that one of my bosses died from leukemia like yesterday. Damn. And, and I felt like I just talked to this person, like Damn. passing, right? Like we we talked all the time. So this hit me double. Like, but when I saw it, I was like, for real? Like this dude? Then I found out how old he was. And then I started thinking, like, yo, don't they tell us, like, at 50 to go get this? I'm 40. This man was 39 diagnosed. I, I'm scheduling a, a colonoscopy ASAP. Like, I'm not even playing around. Uh, yeah. With that said, hug your loved ones. Um, drop all the unnecessary. Like I said, I say this every time we go through some crazy stuff. But just drop all the unnecessary beef. It ain't worth it. Um, and, and speaking on his... Black Panther role, like, you guys know me. I was the biggest advocate for pushing that movie before Marvel even conceptualized that. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of the Marvel movie, but I respected it. I enjoyed it. But now I look back on certain scenes and I start thinking about certain things that he did and how he was performing. He, you know, we look at it as like, okay, he didn't complain. But I also feel like because he knew his situation... He just did his most work. He's just gonna do it and just just put a lot of stuff out there because mm-hmm. he knew his time was coming. Like I just felt like he was gonna do all this and and knew his time was coming. That's why he like you look back at his resume during that four year period. He was like that was a lot of movies, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And when I saw the uh, the image of him super skinny, my joke was oh, I was like I hope he don't do a Fifty Cent role. You know that was my thing. I was, 50 Cent lost hell away and the movie was garbage. You know, no one watched it. So I was like, I figured he'd doing a role because we've seen Christian Bale do it. Um, right. We see a lot of actors change their physique to get into the role. What's the dude? Daniel Day-Lewis. He gets into his role. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so I was just like, you know what? Maybe he bulked up for Black Panther. Because when you get on a Marvel movie, you're going to have to look a certain way. You're going to have to look like a Greek god or something similar to that. So I was like, maybe he's just a normal skinny guy and he bulked up. So I wasn't thinking he was a little gaunt, but it also made me remind myself of Charlie Murphy when I saw Charlie Murphy. And I was like, man, this dude don't look right. Like, but you don't know. We just didn't know. Mm. And then after that, he deleted his photos and we didn't hear too much from him. But we see him in movies and I didn't think nothing of it. But obviously the camera adds a few pounds to you. But just to hear that, you know, the Lord took him. Like, really? <laughs> like, Black Panther, like kids growing up who, you know, we look at Black Panther in a certain way, but the kids look at it a different way. Mm-hmm. They hero gone, bro. We all we look at we all look at Black Panther the same way. But it's different. We, we, it is, but it it was a it's experiences like we were talking about with music. Yeah, we got dressed up. We all remember. Oh yeah, no, we all went in. We all went yeah, in. yeah, yeah. We all went. Yeah. In. So it was a but moment. I can't say that for. 
Mission Impossible ninety four that I saw. No, no, no. <laughs> you know I mean? The reason right, right. the reason why it was important is because <laughs> he wasn't our first black superhero on the screen, but I guess he was our most important at that time. And to sit here and say, you know, Blade was a jump off, but Black Panther is that dude because we know about him in the comics. And to see a black person directed and have like a black cast, it's not a black movie. It just so happens to have black people in it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I had my opinions about the movie, this, that, and whatever. But going into it, I was like, yo, you dressing in our African garb? I wore a dashiki. You know, I had my vision of what Africa should be like. And um, it was our Lord of the Rings. When you see the nerds and geeks get up for Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, and whatnot. This was our thing. You know what I'm saying? And that's a big deal. Um, And to see him taking away on some, I mean, on some bullshit, like straight bullshit. You're just like, word? <laughs> like, word, out of all the bad people in this world, you take this man away from the planet who was giving people hope. Like, I mean, we got Miles Morales. I mean, it's not far-fetched. We had Luke Cage and stuff. It's more accessible and more acceptable to see a black superhero on the screen. But Black Panther set it changed, the trend. It changed for the scale work. and the scope. It changed the scale yeah. and the scope for sure. Changed the game. And to have that man taken away from us, and he played a lot of iconic roles. Uh, it, it's it's weird, man. 2020 is a a weird ass year. Like I said, every day I'm expecting aliens to drop down. But like the the amount of death that happened this this week was what Lou Olson, John mm-hmm. Thompson. Chadwick Boseman, I'm just like, yo, this Cliff, is cool. Cliff Robinson. Cliff Robinson, like, yeah, yeah, really, fifty three, yeah. So I'm, we're all of a certain age. We're around the same age, and I implore anybody that's listening right now, when you hear this, go take care of yourself, check yourself out. Um, black people have a tendency not to go to the doctor for whatever reason. If you don't have insurance, I get it, but if you have insurance, go. Yo, they, they be killing us too, but go ahead. Yeah, no, for sure. Mm. I, yeah. And that's fair. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like I said, they told like they told us 50. Nah, it ain't 50, bro. I'm going ASAP. Yeah. Get that taken care of, man. Wow. You just never know. I mean, God forbid, I feel like I'm healthy, but anything happened to me, people be shocked. Like, mm. what the hell? So yeah. <sighs> yeah, man. It's uh like I think, and I remember this because uh I think who was it that passed away? Oh, the anniversary of uh, Aaliyah was. Uh, oh yeah, just mm. a few days ago. And it was funny because I remember when she had passed because I was right before nine eleven, and my dad. This this is like two thousand one, right? So you know, Aaliyah was roughly our age. So he was like, you know, what's interesting is when someone that's a celebrity or like someone very famous passes away that's close to your age, it makes you think of your own mortality a lot more. Where you know, if someone that's uh you know a celebrity or whatever that's already older or something like that, you're kind of like, oh man, you know, they're 60s and 70s and 80s or whatever. But when they're your own age, you're like, whoa, wait a minute. That's not supposed to happen. Yeah. And then you start to think about it a little bit more. And we, start, we, and we all started to think a little bit more of our, our mortality now. And um, and also, like kind of like what Cam was saying, it's like, yo, beef ain't that serious. You know, <laughs> that negative energy that you had towards someone that's, you know, that, it really isn't mm-hmm. as, as serious as it was. Like, there's... There's way bigger things out there, so it's like, is, is that what you really want to do? Is uh, 
fight with somebody on the internet or over something? No, not really. Nope. <laughs> Let that shit go. Go 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 hang with the homies. Go l- hug the loved ones. Mm-hmm. You know, keep your get your exercise up, checking on everybody, making sure you know you get your walking in, you're exercising, and you're you know all that kind of stuff. So I think it's a again, it's one of those reminders too, and like it is great that he has his creative work can help and further with other people. Like you said, now there's going to be a bunch of young kids that, uh, that definitely do like kind of like what Cam said, you know, Black Panther, you know, it doesn't matter that if it was a, if it was a good movie or not, but it was a cultural moment that we all participated in. And we would all think about, you know, I remember it. I went, I got to go to see Black Panther in New York city, a bunch of black people. Yeah. <laughs> right. We were yeah, all yeah. dressed up and it was, fucking was dope just like probably all you guys too. Oh, bro. Yep. Ooh, I, I mean, you, you, you had your Black Panther fits. Yeah, I, I posted a, a meme of Tribe Called Quest and they like African Garb early tribe. I was like, this is how we approach in the movie theater when Black Panther came out? Yep. 100%. I had my Deshiki on at Marvel, just chilling. Like, mm hmm. What, what, you, what you doing today? <laughs> oh, nothing. Just hanging out. <laughs> nope. No, no, Yo. And then, and then the second <laughs> viewing, we went to go see it with the BET squad. Me and Cam used to work at BET. Yep. And, and you know what's crazy? I was so critical of the movie because I I had so many hopes for that movie. Mm. You only, of course, you only cr- as a creative yeah. and as a, you know, yeah, exactly. you, you only 100%. critical of the things you love. Like if you didn't like it, you wouldn't give two two cents about it. But because I was a, like I have the comics, right? Like, Black Panther was one of the reintroductions back into for me to buy comics again, physical copies. And I was like, yeah, I'm all about this. And I was just like, I can't wait to a Black Panther. It's, it, I think, I don't know, Ant who was getting over, he was like, yo, they're not going to make a Black, who is enemy going to be? I'm like, bro, they're going to make a Black Panther movie. Trust me. And it came to fruit. But it was funny. Ant was the one that said it was going to reach a billion dollars. And I, we all laughed at him like, you bugging. Well, dude. because Ant, you know, shout out to Ant. Ant engages in a lot of hyperbole. He, he, yeah. he said. But he was on a money, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you're right. He, you're right. 100%. he did call it. He called, it, he called it early. <laughs> it's right twice a day, yo. Yeah, he called it, and he I couldn't. And I had to early. give that man his flowers. He, I was like, yo, he also right. said that Derrick Rose Stop. and the Knicks will be making the Eastern Conference Championship. So, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're focusing on the day that Ant was <laughs> right. Ant. <laughs> And I love you, dog. But you I thought give and his roses, yo. Yeah, we gotta give and his roses. Um, with, with that said, though, um, one day we are gonna have to talk about how Jay Z jerk young Chris out of yo, career. Sure. <laughs> wow. I I know in my heart of hearts, we'll just talk about no negativity. Word, yo. Nah, we gonna. Have to, I can't let that ride. <laughs> Not on my watch. Yeah, exactly. Uh huh. And with that, I think we shall end the show. <laughs> peace, 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 peace. Hotel, Hotel uh, Vegeta, peace, peace, peace. No. <laughs> uh, once again, we are Table of Truth. We out. Rock the lasagna. Don't get any on you. <laughs>